0: 245 what's up Crouchers? welcome to another episode and uh oh boy do the drama not stop it keeps on going it keeps on flowing um wow and we got some games to cover we have uh, an exciting week of matches that happened over the past weekend of overwatch league um more people getting debated now which is great what have you guys been up to uh Yeska?
1: Um, i have not much to say to be honest
2: what i've been up to like i've been thoroughly enjoying um the steam summer th- stream uh the steam summer sales and got mm-hmm. a bunch of like good games down there like i i knew both slay the spire and um what's it uh it hades, hades. Were like yeah. lauded as like incredible games. I think they even you know exceeded my expectations. So I'm having some fun there for sure. Nice. I, think Bro, I-, I played
0: those games through their betas and alphas and early access and <clears throat> all that. You guys are only experiencing them now, like years down the line. Good on you, but holy shit. Yeah. Late Part to of the- me is like, you're da- you were damn late to the party, but also <laughs> welcome finally. Yeah.
2: I, you know what feels doubly good if you get a mm. great game. Mm-hmm. At a bargain price. That's when That's it's real. like, "Woo! I paid ten bucks for Hades, dude. Like, let's go!" You know. And it's it's incredible. I didn't think it would feel this rich and deep as it does. Hmm. It's
3: good.
0: Seems you good. What else? Good. Uh, you know what else is a great game at a bargain price? Overwatch two. But not the Overwatch 2 beta. Overwatch 2 (laughs) in October for free. (laughs) Woo! A great game at a great price. Free? I Um, caved, by the way. I I bought the Watchpoint pack. Did you? I need to check
1: and see if I have beta. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Because
0: most people I know that signed up started to get invited now.
2: Okay. Yeah, no. Overwatch is now thoroughly my sweaty with other people game. Mm. It would it would be nice if I had a sweaty mode to play, but uh we already know about that conversation about Rags. Sweaty mode. Um and yeah, I don't know. Like I, I wanted to try or I will buy battle passes anyway. I enjoy the, yeah. the progression of it all. I need artificial progression. Someone give me a hamster wheel, I'll get in and yeah. enjoy my life more.
0: Yep. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And that's why quick play feels boring, because there's no artificial <laughs> progression. You're just sitting there playing games. Imagine that, you know, like old school gaming where you just jump into Mm -hmm. a lobby. You played games for the sake of playing games, guys. You weren't trying to level up anything. You weren't working towards a goal. You were just simply playing games because you're playing games. What happened to those days? What happened? (sighs) The
1: boomer age.
0: I never had those days. not enough anymore. I never
2: once had those days. (laughs)
1: that's not true so you I, I have, have a hard time ago. yeah I have a hard time believing that
2: I don't know like I make my my own like even in stuff like Minecraft I'm like not the guy that just builds something artistically and has no goal nah dude I'm I'm building the, the meat factory and try to murder as many animals as possible uh, like the first thing I'll do is like just develop a grinder in order, uh, order to get like all the XP max out the gear and then I get bored I, I just need the progression, man. What can I say?
0: All right. Should we progress? I think we should progress. Sure. I think we can um, progress. I, I did a while ago now. We're going to move into this. I did a AMA on True. Juked.gg not that long ago. It was fun. Okay. And um, it's been a fun app to get all your damn esports news. Yes. Joe knows Def- what I'm talking about.
1: Definitely. a. I think we've all participated on it uh I think it's a, a fantastic alternative to uh, applications like Twitter like reddit um and and they kind of message it as such and they've you know just announced a a crowdfunding campaign on wefunder.com you can go and support them on wefunder.com backslash juked um again this is this is an alternative platform to go and Discuss in depth again, you know, I think we've talked about it ad nauseum on the show about how frustrating it can be to have like actual conversations with, you know, not like minded people, but people that at least care enough about the same things to to actually facilitate some sort of discussion rather than just didn't care who asked ratio L plus wash plus like it's there's less of that. On Juke, I would say. Yeah. I think there still is some comedy. I think the memes are are one thing, but uh, if you are looking for some some in depth takes, some you know more thoughtful responses, maybe, maybe you give Juke a try. Maybe you go support them.
2: That's the thing. Get in early, guys. Like everyone that has been with Reddit, like from the very start, remembers it being a red uh, like a magical yeah. place where actual like discussion worked and people you know had the idea of Reddit still like the the conception of reddit was like we are upvoting quality arguments for both sides and yes. as long as it's not spam it's being upvoted now it's like a public vo- uh, a vote on like popularity of an argument and you might hmm. just be downvoted for not even providing spam but just like provo- providing half a book of a counter argument that nobody wants to engage in because it's not the yeah. public opinion and that like juke feels like you know currently um much more i i feel like part of it is almost like you know i like i have the app and it transports onto my smartwatch dude their headlines are too good man like i don't need to really (laughs) click on the app like i'm just like oh this this csgo player went xyz huh interesting you know so um
1: yeah that's especially the one thing i will say about the juked app is that it definitely if you are interested in multi esports things if you aren't just into overwatch Mm -hmm. um it it definitely gives you a a great digest of what's going on in the global esports space and if you're looking to maybe get into things other than overwatch maybe overwatch is your first esport i found that there is like a a large number of people that have been introduced to esports by overwatch and overwatch League. give it a try it's 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 quite good i think they've they've got a they've got a good thing going and uh go go check them out go support them they support us um asked to you know come on the show and it didn't necessarily you know line up but we wanted to give them a you know a nod because they are doing some good work and uh it's 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 worth supporting so go check them out
2: yeah and it's i i have to say like just to keep it like transparent, I I don't think like I, I get a little bit irritated if everyone's like oh, we're shilling what what like the subreddit has been oh. pretty negative like I, I saw it in your thread about your AMA, AMA Avril, it's like I have no. a thread you had a thread on our cow and they were like the shilling for Juke here gets pretty weird and I'm like you guys are literally I didn't on Reddit.com
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh and you know like posting YouTube links and every other social media platform is ubiquitous and like basically now a global platform why is juked a problem in terms of like the shilling that's yeah it's like those guys were also at the very start in
0: overwatch they had a podcast and whatnot Mm -hmm. they're like esports endemics right like shilling is weird it's like is this, a, is it like a negative thing that people shouldn't support? Like, I don't get it. Or I think, it like- I think
1: they just assume that everybody's being bought out. Now, mind you, fellow YouTube viewer, maybe YouTube commenter, YouTube frog, whatever you want to be called these days, notice that there is no hashtag ad sponsor, this, that. No, no, we are just doing this because we think and believe in the yeah. product, right? I have no stake in this. I am on the app. Sure. Yes. Avril is on the app. I think yes, uh, yes, he has, yes, has a stake
0: in it. App. He's on the app. <laughs> the I, app? Have, I
1: have a Twitter account. Oh, shucks. You know, it's, this is this is this is yeah. because we think On that it Elon's payroll—it has nothing to do with any kind of monetary gain. Literally, yeah. got have nothing from them. I, I don't particularly want anything from them. Yeah. I think it is a good platform. More platforms to discuss esports is better. And I think they do it better than some of these other sites. So.
2: I, I also don't okay. have a share or anything like this, just to, for yeah. full disclosure. Transparency sake,
1: yeah. I just There's no ads. To... There's no sponsorships. This is By law, we would have to put that here if we got any kind of monetary gain. Just, again, by US law. Notice, none of this is anywhere here. We just <sighs> genuinely think it's a good product.
0: Except Avril, God, who aren't sure like are not American. Yeah, You're exactly. Sure not American, so we don't have to put ad in there. Sure, that's fine. Uh, no, I haven't been. I haven't been paid. Oh, bro, if I uh, yeah, I would have. I'd be on my tenth AMA by now if I was to pay. Right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I found the
2: questions. I, I did one as well. I found the question generally to be relatively thoughtful. I will say, mm-hmm. was well, nice. It wasn't just like, you know, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred? You
0: know, like, come on. Yeah.
1: I definitely fight a hundred babies.
0: Uh, But that's uh, that's besides the point. Okay. (laughs) Alrighty. I don't know why I brought that up. We'll find out. Let's move into what we're actually here for, Mm. which is the patron read. Episode two hundred forty-five brought to you by Avril Vesta Baby, Battlecrab, Refine Bean, Bronzebot, Buha. Philadelphia is more of a stage three team, anyway. True. Chris R three four 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 cash sixty-seven. Lushin, Porkchop, Sammy, Rigzane, smooth nuts and our YouTube members: Iceham, Jello, William, Jesse, Vishmam, Six, A.K., and Chris R. And uh, man, whoever that Philly fan is, they've already given up on midseason madness. they've already moved on. to summer showdowns like fully aren't even out they're probably going to make it in you know mm-hmm. just give it a little bit more rope before we give it up let uh you know sure they're, they're kind of struggling but you know they're okay
1: would it surprise you that this fan has been in constant contact with me about their uh their name <laughs> and they have a full-blown strategy for the remainder of the season Really, well, well, like not like gonna it. it's not going to take too long
0: it's not going to take too long before it becomes Philadelphia is more of a 2023 team anyway
1: yeah, it's, it's actually pretty impressive that you've jumped that far down the list, but there there's a there's a tally going of what their name is next. So
0: Philadelphia is more <laughs> of an Overwatch 3 team anyway. Right? That's much like <laughs> five years down the list, you know? we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I, I'm impressed. I will say I
1: again, if you if you want to change your name, if you're not happy with it, if you want to get in like a little meme again, smooth nuts and we have a Philly little joke, I think everybody would appreciate it. And if you want to just get in the DMs, I'll, I'll give it a change. No big deal.
2: Well, you know what would be pretty impressive if all the Patreons somehow like coordinated and made it a full copy pasta of some sort. You know, it like, is
0: impressive a, how I mean, many people are like. That. What's the what's the what's the, what's the uh, character limit for a name? Because one person could just do a full meme, couldn't they? Oh,
1: true. Yeah, not that's probably that it's that within reason. To, it's we're within gonna, reason. gonna
0: have to now because of that. I'm gonna have to have a rule in there for the maximum character yeah. like, otherwise somebody will so just, somebody I've just spoken them into existence. Um. Run away, Let's just talk about the hot level. topic of the week. Let's yes. talk about the hot topic of the week. Because you know what? I feel like there's been a bit of an injustice. <laughs> and damn right, I, I think justice needs to be served here. Um, Man, people are latching on to... Uh, people are really latching on to... Is it? Is it getting boring? I gotta understand. Like There's there's some shit Dang, going down. Uh... Like Twitter stuff going down. And then the community is just latched onto it. Really heavily, mm. and I guess we'll talk about how we, how we, you know, what what this is all. Let me just run through what actually happened first, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Sure. So, uh, this stems from first and foremost the DPay tweet. Mm. Now, for those that need a bit of a heads up on what the DPay tweet is, DPay sent out a tweet uh, a few days ago now, saying, "I'll just read it out verbatim." I really don't know how people look at Spitfire and don't think, hmm, maybe Ryan comp is really good. And I've watched one; it's great. And I've watched two. Bap got a stupid buff, and there's just an insane hit scan pick that fits the comp super well. Thank God they're nerfing Ryan a little. But Bap next, please. And that started a little bit of a thing where Spillo came on in, and he's like, you know, this is this is a little bit disrespectful because we worked really hard on this comp, and you know, if it was really this good, why isn't everyone playing this? Blah blah blah. Mm. All for, all very fair points. Um, and all that kind of stuff. I've and D-Pay actually went on went on Reddit, uh, to to explain further. He wrote like a novel on this, so I'm not gonna try and run in there and par- paraphrase anything. Uh, you go to his comment history and find it if you really care. And yeah, D-Pay is not even coming from like any sort of negative place because he explained himself pretty well. This is the kind of nature of Twitter as well. You have got 240 characters. You're not gonna get yeah. all your points crossed properly, which is why. Twitter is the best platform in the world to have all your points misconstrued and for people to fight yeah, over yeah. bullshit, where no one no one knows what the other person's saying, and people argue because uh, well you just can't really fit a cohesive argument in two hundred and forty characters, and but even if you could, no one would read it anyway. So you know whatever. Um, so this then moves shifts a little bit further into Washington Justice lost against London last mm-hmm. week in their matchup in a two to three uh, loss. And map five in particular, I think, was a quite a contentious loss in terms of people's opinions about how that should have gone and their opinions hmm. on the teams and all that kind of stuff. Uh so pre-quote tweeted Deepay, And he says, I don't see the issue. Just have your players grind Ryan and ranked and the- oh right. I mean uh, dig into stats lab and find comps that are doing well, that are doing well, counter uh, give te- give dev feedback that is definitely being listed wait, no, um, you could sign a plan, wait for a visa to clear, and it's basically that's uh, it's what it was written as. So we, we see Pre is obviously listing up some issues with the Overwatch League that he's dealing with right now. Mm. Um, but where things really got blown up, where things got really wild, is when Christopher decided to then, Christopher the head coach of London, then quote tweeted this. He quote tweeted, Pre, with the Wojak crying angry face saying, My face when ten billion dollar super team loses to Spitfire, abusing the most broken, uncounterable, unfunderably unbeatable comp in the game. Pri has another response to that that's uh, less relevant to what we're about to talk about, and then Pri also then had his own tweet a little bit later on, just going over some of the other some of the issues more in depth about yeah what he's he's finding in the Overwatch So that's a general rundown of what's been happening. And obviously with all of that, Reddit and the general community has just been jumping in there and and getting amongst the drama. Um, so who wants to start? Who wants to be the first person to try and <laughs> undogpile and just like, you know, <laughs> go through I, the I, rubble of this? I think
1: it's in, in very... Ironic circumstances as someone who has very very publicly criticized the justice for a long time, right from last season from the start of this season, I have been on the justice hate train for a minute, and I'm here to tell you it's it's getting a little boring guys, like yes, there are criticisms i I cannot this is tough to to get into, but or it's messy rather it's not tough it's messy um are there are there actual points that pre has to make 100 and and i think we've we've talked enough about this i think just has talked to him enough that you can understand that he does good work um there are some fair criticisms that he derives um and you can levy some fair criticisms against you know his points but what you can't do um is is take a team that Generally has been pretty disappointing. And and try to use them as a as a torchbearer, right? You you can't just dogpile on them. Um, and I think that's what rubbed me the entire wrong way. Um, I support uh, I'll make my stance very clear. I support the desk of the Overwatch League being a little bit more opinionated. I support them having opinions. I support them, you know, criticizing teams, be it fairly or unfairly. I think that's that's a better starting point than where we were at previously. So I I, I stand by my tweet you know, supporting and praising them for taking it to the New York Ecclesiastes taking it to the justice and being frustrated with them, uh, maybe voicing some of the community sentiment. Um, but what you can't do, um, not to the not to the, the league desk, to be fair, uh, but in terms of the community as a whole, um, is is hit this with another Florida mayhem situation. I, I reference season one, season two, you know, Shanghai being pretty piss poor. Uh, but, you know, pl- plenty of other piss poor teams get get smoothed under the rug. So, yes, I think justice kind of jumped out in front here and, and made themselves uh, known um, as v- being very public, looking at praise tweets and, you know, getting into the mix a little bit, which, again, I support. I think it's I think one thing you have to credit him with is how vulnerable and how transparent he's been. Uh, since his tenure within the league, I think that's something we should support. Um, and it's tough to it's tough to be in his shoes, I would imagine, um, when the community reacts the way that they do. Um, when you, you you can't really have mature discussions, and people do use it as like oh excuses. I think Avril, you mentioned this prior to the recording of this show. Um, yeah, no, I I'm I'm kind of over the justice. Mm-hmm. I am as frustrated as everybody else, but am I more frustrated about the Toronto Defiant? Uh, being marginally better and arguably worse in some metas, yeah, I think I should be. I think everybody should. Be. I think they're an abs. I-, I think they're far more woeful in my mind than the Justice right now. I think in terms of form, yeah, the Justice are inconsistent, but the Toronto Defiant have been equally, if not more, confusing all season. Then you have a team like the New York Excelsior who don't even have a sixth player. Like for half the season, I think that's just egregious. I think you have a team like the Valiant doing all kinds of weird stuff that, again, I think we've spoken plenty about. I think Paris is trying to improve and you have to give them credit there. But again, it's frustrating to try and deal with them. Titans, again, they're making moves, but I I don't understand why. Maybe maybe that's not fair to say. I do understand why the Justice are are getting a lot of flack for this is because they're a little bit more public. But I don't think it's fair when you have a team like Defiant you have a team like Boston, who again, some of these teams are trying, and it's unfortunate that the Justice can't. But that's I'll also a decision that they made
0: because those teams made a blood sacrifice, you know, to uh, to appease, to appease the overlords. Um, you know, they're they're on Skull Island, and to mm-hmm. appease Kong, which is the collection of Arkal, they're like, well, Huck, gonna have to burn you at the stake. Uh, Kdg, gonna have to gonna have to send you off the plank into the sharks. So, you know, you got you have to make a blood sacrifice as to 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 appease people. That's yeah, and I is.
1: and I think you can levy that against them and say like, look, like maybe supreme, maybe maybe there is some questions there. Maybe you have to make some changes, but I ask in return, I answer with a question, who are you going to get feasibly right now? That is going to be a noticeable upgrade for this team. I do not believe at the at my heart of hearts, gun to head The fate of the universe on the line. I don't believe that this is a coaching issue. Honestly, I do not believe that, and I did not believe that last year.
2: It depends on how you define coaching issue.
0: Joe's gonna get Joe's gonna get some DMs about that. I can already. I just. I witnessed. I witnessed chat. I just witnessed. You know all fan discussion but like oh, yeah Volumel doesn't think it's a coaching issue ah! mm-hmm. um i just i just saw the collective meltdown of the universe uh, with that comment so um uh, Jessica, Jessica, you go I next fly. you go next i i i'll I'll think about this one a bit more but yasky you go next okay so let me get a couple of things out of the way
2: i think and i had a tr- tweet thread i think This should have not been about London at all, at any point. I think you can make a point about Reinhardt balance Sure. And about Baptiste balance, without mentioning them. Because that's another premise I have to get out of uh, the way. It it matters, and how you lock into them, are kingmakers. the variance that every team is under each season is elusively large. I can tell you, if Chengdu doesn't hit their ball meta last year, they go to zero tournaments. And everyone's like, yo, we're wasting Leafs Prime on this team, right? Sure. If, currently, what happens if you... Actually, has have an inevitable Reinhardt matter, or an inevitable Winston matter. Worse yet, mm-hmm. and you are the Atlanta Rain or the uh, the Houston Outlaws. Do you expect them to drop in the rankings relatively? We are talking Wait, about
1: I, Yeah sizable. We're
2: we're looking at the results of a team and say they did a bad job when we should look at the breadth of randomness or like hedges for randomness they've created for themselves and see if they got unlucky or if they were just ill-prepared. Okay? So, okay. So, number one, out of the way, like, this should have never been about London. I don't like that it's about London. Unfortunately, this tainted the conversation and I think that was a mistake. Sure. This next one is then... We, um, we look at the meta distribution, and I think there's a good argument to be made that while the Justices on paper were actually pretty well-prepared for this season, they got pretty unlucky mm-hmm. with what, what's happening, right? I think it's also not as bad as people make it seem. And why do I think that? Because I have different... Expectations for this team. I think it's a delusional take to say this is on paper a top five roster in NA. I think that's just not true. Like, for I would even say their gambles and their scouting have hit they beyond have. what we would have expected them. Their backline is yes. outperforming expectations. And that's down to good, to to scouting, right? Like that's something Mm -hmm. that we should acknowledge, right? But, guys, you got got to realize. Yes, if you look at the name recognition of that team, that is big. Now look at every other team that is up there. Look at shock Mm -hmm. how stacked that team is. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have someone like proper. Barely anyone has someone like proper. Decay is no, not yeah. like someone like proper. Decay sometimes has, has games like that. He's very consistently good. He's not proper level. Sure. No. Then you look at a team like Gladiators. They have mm. like a lot of depth, but high quality depth. Like none of the, the hires, other than maybe Reiner, were like where even, you know, like the, in the rookie class where you would think like maybe you're taking a bit of a gamble. The gambles were Ants and Patapan. Those worked out. But we're dealing sure. with a with a different level of team on paper, right? You go down, Dallas, the same is true. I think the same is true for Atlanta. Like these teams are all basically teams that are c- can afford their top picks and where like other team or, or players don't say no to if they come knocking. Sure. Right? So, that's not a team that the Washington Justice is. It just isn't. Right? Your like, you're, you're off-tank is Kallios. It's not Void. Right? Like, whatever perception you have of your team is of a glorified idea of who Decay and Mag are. They aren't S-tier talent, my friends. So, I think you, or let's say, they, Decay might be S-tier, they're not S+.
1: Sure, okay, yeah. Defend it depends on how you define it. Sure. So I think I think, I
0: think there's some weird right. expectations for Sean. I'll let you finish before I start. Yeah. Sorry.
2: So what 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 <clears throat> do, would I what's their reasonable range? I think like when we did our power rankings, that and that's mm-hmm. by the way what, what everyone should be uh evaluating their roster on. In season four, everyone thought they were doing a great job preparing for this season. And it didn't end up uh working out. So like, we have to then acknowledge that, like, what, what, what was the problem with their roster approach? Probably not too much because we didn't see it either, right? Like, otherwise we would have called out the issue, surely. Like, is if, if everyone so smart? Like, we should have... Once again, they made it pretty high up, right? This year we sure. said 8th or 7th place on average, right? Mm-hmm. That's not too far off. That is not more off. Then many of the teams we refuse to talk about. Now I understand that the Justice are a team that have yet to make, you say, blood sacrifices. Others might say, uh, a pr- attempts to change the situation. Now here's where Priest Tweet comes in. Mm-hmm. You want to ch- change things, but, and you like if for people who have watched his live stream. He acknowledges that changes would have to be made. And he acknowledges that things that that there, there is an underperformance. And I agree that in their in their respective range, I think what they would ideally always be hitting is at least equal wins and losses, right? That's currently not happening, and they're not qualified. And that's an underperformance to the degree that it probably warrants some some reactions. But it is not a ridiculous one. Right, And what do you do in order to get better? Well, a lot of things don't work out now. And to a degree, that's no one's problem because we're just in that... or no one's fault. We're just in that situation. For some stuff, it's definitely disempowering and just straight-up frustrating for teams to navigate this. Dude, I feel like a repeat, a broken record... Talking to players every interview, like, I mean, dude, like, how do you even manage to prepare for Sojourn? Like, there's no ranked. Like, you didn't even have access to beta. There's no pugs. What do you do? Like, someone like Gurriel will tell you, well, I'm sitting in my workshop mode practicing Sojourn aim three hours a a day Mm -hmm. because there's nothing else, right? Every player, the pressure is on. Like, they, they don't feel the agency in their destiny. They see their career pissing away especially it's rough for people that aren't naturally gifted and they got here by grind and now they can't. Yeah. Their, grind, like their ability to grind it has such high diminishing returns because of we lack the tools to improve them. And teams yeah. that get away on grind, and if you listen to Priest's um, stream, you will also find that they are one of the teams that have the uh, highest amount of practice hours. I think they're running six days a week, three blocks. That's, that's high up there, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, okay, let me address the elephant in the room because I think that's it's a fair point to say after so many seasons of certain expectations for this team, which by the way, mm-hmm. I don't think have been ridiculously undermet. I think whenever they hit their meta, they can actually go pretty far um in, in terms of the playoffs. I think that's the the justice were one of the teams always that were the closest to showing how silly our tournament system is based on a huge meta change hitting in stage four, you eking in and yeah. maybe winning the league yeah. based on the last play in slot and that being way too forgiving, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's that team that was that team that, like, if they got in season two, bro, if they like that, then they in um, they should have in season three, like, they they had the um. The decay situation right mm-hmm. so with all of this said, right like you gotta evaluate um the the situation under under those circumstances you also have to, and I think this is a huge misconception that I think is very slow to come out and it's even prevalent in uh in overwatch league cycles is that people assume the they are paying top tier salaries now. Or paying top tier buyouts—that is not the case. Um, the question is how you value, you know, everything else that's going around, and like what kind of offers they make their players. Do they fly business class? What about like accommodations or food and whatnot? Like, how do you measure that up? But like, they are, in terms of like their roster, salaries, and uh, buyouts, they aren't like a fuel or a Dragons or a Tor- even a Toronto Define is so astronomically far away from them. Yeah, right? mm. them getting these players is something that you should count towards <clears throat> that organization's ability to attract talent. If you think, if you disagree with me and think Mac and Decay and Happy are all like S tier performers that should be performing better, they are doing. They are attracting that type of talent on salaries that usually don't de- get that type of talent, right? Mm-hmm. Also because, like, for instance, some players just like to be babies a lot and don't like to have the uh, the responsibilities of uh, life. And then someone like that was justice comes in and, um, and, you know, organizes that for them. Now, not hmm. to run defense too much for their justice, because there's a legitimate point here where maybe an... If I look in my heart of hearts, I do believe that a better head coach or a different head coach could probably drastically uh, improve their performance and move up their ability, their... their range a decent amount. I think they got pretty unlucky with the meta, but I think a better head coach would get some stuff in more order and would be able to align that team more in order for them to perform at a higher level. But, please tell me who, as you pointed out, like who the fuck yes. can you get?
1: I I will like say I, I don't want to jump in front of Avril, but I will say I need a third pass on this to bring up some counterpoints to what he said. That's all. I'd I like can't wait for the
0: people. I can't wait for the people to respond. Kdg, they're like,
2: oh yeah, Kdg's available. Yeah. He doesn't fix Um,
0: <laughs> uh, Toronto Toronto didn't want this guy. Uh, yeah. so you know, take that you know, with what you will. We got to take some hand me downs over here. Um. <laughs> And you know, some people will say, well, just, you know, just let Moby Dick be. Uh not Moby Dick, Ty Dollar be. Well, Moby Dick also now, kind of, but on his team. But yeah, do the Moby Dick thing where Moby Dick basically just takes over his interim. Yeah. Ty Dollar maybe just overtakes his interim or Chua or somebody like that. Because here's the here's the, you know, the offense and the defense for the Washington Justice coaching line is that um outside of Supreme, Chua mm. and Ty Dollar are very well respected coaches who have mm. a proven record. Um, so you know, say what you want about Supreme, but those two guys are fucking legit. Yep. Um, I and I don't I gotta be careful with this conversation because I don't want to try and project too much about what I think coaches are or are not doing. Sure. Mm. Uh, which is the craziest thing I'm seeing publicly because now all the arm channelists are suddenly for some reason they're experts on coaching again. Like they're they they the way some people are talking online. I like you you think these guys are all like fucking multi-year winning better than crusty level coaches. They're all coming out like, "Oh, yeah, these coaching decisions and this coach yeah. like what the fuck do any of you know about coaching? None mm. of you know jack shit about coaching. Mm. It's just so weird. It's like it's it's I'm not necessarily saying it's not a coaching problem. It, it sounds like I'm playing too much defense, here. It might very well be a coaching problem, but the amount of witch hunting happening for yeah. Supreme right now, even even if he is the issue. It's just so weird, like the level of confidence people have on on something that fundamentally they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. It's like these motherfuckers have never been, seen a scrim in their life, you know, never sat in a scrim, know nothing about coaching, but are sitting but a in their armchairs talking in about all this coaching related business, like they know what they're talking about. It's like, what the fuck? How do you suddenly? How are you guys all suddenly experts on coaching? And budgets as well. How, like, yeah. The first, the first question, one of the first questions that came through in the pre-stream was some dude who was just like, "Yeah, so like, how do you feel about the fact that your team is underperforming with one of the bit highest budgets in the league?" And Prees just like, "I find that interesting. How do you know what my budget is? That's like pretty private. Do you do you have some info about what my budget is?" It's like, like, I mean, that's kind of correct on Prees, but I was like, how how is everyone now suddenly commenting on Washington's budget? Mm-hmm. Like, is this like a publicly known thing? Does everyone know Washington's budget now? Can I see some sources, or did everyone just make this shit up? Like, I don't, where did this start from? Like, where did, it, no. where did it come from that everyone thinks think Washington has a budget? Yeah. Assuming from where, but it's just like just they're, name they're recognition. Just, they're, they're, they're literally making asses out of you yeah. and me with these assumptions. Yeah. Um, which is like, what? What? Who said Washington had a high budget? Nobody. Who said this? Show me the source. No yeah. one said this.
3: Yeah. Where
0: does this even come from? Like, I don't even understand where. Like, I don't know, the, the the level of confidence that people have on these topics they know nothing about is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, this team is underperforming due to the budget. I'm like, what, the, what is their budget? Give me the number. You don't fucking know the number, do you? Yeah. No one does, except the people in that organization. So why are people bringing that up? Mm. so weird. It's like, like,
2: last year, they got you know, every year um, Overwatch League get teams get scorecards on their spending of salary and uh, buyouts, right? and that doesn't have a particular number that everyone spends mm-hmm. but it ranks you where you are and based on that like justin have come out and said like we're not the top spending org here right like yeah. they are midfield and they should then therefore be held to midfield performances yes. and maybe yes. they outperformed the midfield in terms of the agents they yes. are able to acquire and you are setting your yes. Uh, expectations based on that, which is fair, but if you think that, then you also gotta give credit to pre for attracting yes. those types and of players should. on that
0: on that budget and reason from there. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's the, the the whole expectation conversation. Um, what, what were all of our rankings for just this preseason? I think you, you looked it up, mine was like eighth place, and yours was yeah, we're all around the, the right? same, yeah, right? So all these people like, oh, you know, this team is performing so below expectation. What is your expectation? Cause I'm gonna say this right now. Anybody who ranked just as high than seventh, you're a clown. Hmm. Like yes on you. Like if you if you believe they're gonna be better than seventh, and now you think they're underperforming based on that expectation, you've raised the expectation for them really high. Like you've overvalued Decay, you've overvalued Mag. This is coming from me by the way. You fucking I know I, I know some of these players really well. Um you've severely overrated this team and their players. We're like, oh man, they should be doing so much better with with what they have, like how much better? Give me a number. Like, where do you think they should be? Because when I look at the rankings, when I look at the rankings, they're currently ninth. I printed them eighth. They're one below my expectation. So technically speaking, yeah, they are below my expectation by one, but they're within the range that I'm accept that is acceptable for me. Mm. Um, If I look at the top eight of N.A., there are two teams that have performed above expectations. One is London, obviously, performing heavily above expectations. And Florida who probably performed above most people's expectations that didn't understand the Florida mayhem. Um, So we have, inside of that, if you removed London and Florida, then Washington would just be 7th. They'd be about where you expect them to be. So mm-hmm. when you have two teams that overperform expectations and then just is playing to about where they should be, they're two below because two teams overperform. Correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, Pretty much. Doing just a little bit of math here. Yeah. Um. And so I don't think they're that low. You know, people are acting like Washington's like 12th or 13th place or something. Is ninth like... Ninth is probably below... Nine-nine is two below seven. I'll give you that, but... <laughs> Is it that crazy to think that this is where Justice is just supposed to be? Because even from the Justice's own words, their goal for the season is to go even record and make the playoffs. That's it. They don't have any like outsized goals of winning the whole fucking thing. Yeah. They know they're a mid team and they're expecting to do above mid, above average results. That's legitimately their goal. So, and once like, again, uh,
2: there's variance, right? Like, let's say we get a meta with the Winston, Tracer, Widow. Dude, Happy on Widow, Decay on Tracer, Mac on, like, Winston. Like, based on that already, you're, like, now putting people through a world of hurt. Where do you, like, then they can hit the upper uh, threshold of their uh, performance, and then you could see them in
0: fifth place. That's just how this league works. But you're... I just think, like, I just think people are getting mad that a mid-team is mid. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you're, you're, you're angry that a mid-team is mid. Okay, you do you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the LA Valley are only sixth place in Apex. Like, yeah. Eh? That's, right, that's the same fucking energy I'm feeling over here, guys. Um, I don't know, man. It's like... And
2: but, here's <laughs> the difference, right? Like, everyone had the beginning of their own shitstorm including the YXL, where people are like, oh, this is Agreed, a joke, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know what they did? They sh- just said nothing. They just like shut their mouth and let issues be issues that they're facing that are beyond yeah. what they can control. Because I can tell you, there are you know, factors that some of these teams, especially the team staff, can't control, mm. is outside their ability to control. And they are just like, it, 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 whatever strategy you make, I have absolute empathy for people where things are bubbling under the surface and issues like just not being fixed, that that is frustrating. Is it wise to air this based on what, you know, like the shepherding aspect of it? Do you res- do you expect a different response? No. Is it a very human reaction? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could handle this w- with a little bit more empathy. And I have empathy to everyone involved. This includes London because I I yeah. fucking yeah. hate when people don't give uh un- like under resource teams that are striking up, not their laurels. They should be getting mm-hmm. all the the respect in the I mean, world. Look at this.
0: We all had Spitfire 13, and they're fucking vomiting yes. now. And they're the fucking really pounding. major yeah. respect, yes. no major respect. Talk about a team, you know. You, and then you look at where we all put just as eight seven eight. Yep. I mean. I think that I think that's a very very accurate place to put them. So I just think it's like so overblown the hate towards them and the disappointment towards them when like I don't know. I don't think any Boston fan is extremely upset that they're in tenth. No. Maybe some of them are, but like I think they just they know that's where they are. Yeah. Um, why do it just we, is what it is. Like why do we not have a shitstorm
3: about
2: rain? I mean, we had them third, second, and fifth, and they are like two, four, six, seventh.
0: No, yes, no, yes, you don't understand. People only have shitstorms about rain when Gator tweets. Yeah, yeah, I mean, are fine.
1: I mean, um, there, there is a, there is a commonality here. It's when people respond publicly is when people get real mad.
0: Gator, Gator wished Fran a happy birthday and people yeah, were talking yeah.
1: lol NFT couple lol I'm like no human. way bro it's
0: like, I I'm get it you don't like NFTs don't, I'm not, but I'm not defending NFTs. I don't like sure. NFTs either. I yeah. I don't I don't like NFTs. But I also it's don't fine. give a fuck about exactly like. <laughs> that thing He's allowed to wish his girlfriend a happy birthday. It's so weird. It's got nothing to do with me. I don't like NFTs. I don't oh. care about NFTs. I have no desire to be ever involved in a TV, NFTs mm-hmm. or any of that relation. But I also just don't. I I also can just choose not to engage yep. with someone wishing their girlfriend a happy birthday. It was, it's such a weird, champ thing to be be fuming and angry about. Like, come on, guys. Are we, are yep. we that bored? It's July, and people like. <sighs> well, the July is over. What's the next thing I can be angry about? Oh, Gator wishes his girlfriend a happy birthday. Get on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, so yeah, I just think like if you view Washington Justice through the lens of this is a mid-team performing where they're expected to perform, it just is what it is. That's why I'm mm-hmm. like, w- would it be cool if they were doing a little better? Would I, would I like to see a team with a happy and decay uh, perform better? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I considering this like if you're viewing i I don't know i think people i think everyone has just majorly i'm overvalued overrated the justice i'm still very curious as to where people think the justice are and again i'll say this one more time anybody that puts them above seventh is or you have overrated this team and that's your fucking problem (laughs) no you overrated this team and
1: i'm I'm interested as to like why that is because i agree and that's kind of what and for those who are unaware, sometimes there is a community, you know, we, we ring the bells of, you know, hell and we summon the the discord yes and we have some some pretty fruitful discussions randomly, which we did last night, kind of around the same subject. Um, And it feels like we're circling around the same point regarding where we put them in terms of power rankings. And at least for me, I won't speak for you guys. I'm interested to hear what you guys think, but I I do, I put them where they were. I think I put them around seven or eight, like you guys mentioned. Um, and in some ways, begrudgingly, I knew exactly where they were going to finish, but I didn't, I, I, I don't think on paper, that's where they should finish. And that's where I come to like Yiska's point of like, they're not a top five team. I think on paper, they very well could be a top five team. I think there are very intangible they, problems they, with this oh, team
0: that limits them I from being the let, me, let me Let me go into the hive mind of Reddit for a second. The, sure. Well, the next thing they're gonna say is like, well, oh, what about London? London came for they're they're overperforming. Why can't the right. justice just do that? And acting yeah. like every yeah. every motherfucking team. Just, to just overperform. Do that. Like, the guys like, Oh well, yeah, look, London's up there. Why isn't Guangzhou? Why isn't Vancouver up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, D pay you must fuck D Pay must fucking suck. Why is Vancouver not the same as London? London mm-hmm. did it. I don't that's such an unfair example to use. And I think even disrespectful to London and Christopher. Mm-hmm. Because of the amount of work and what they were able to achieve is like that's it's it's an outsized outsized achievement. That is not common at all. It is a very rare occurrence for this kind of thing to happen. And, like, using that as now, like, some sort of example that everyone, oh, everyone can just do this. <laughs> like, if, if Spitfire can do it, then Justice could do it. Like, that's just a weird champ thing to say, as well. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what? Because Spitfire did really well and overperformed. Every team now yeah. should just overperform. Like, I don't understand that either. So, um,. I don't know. We can celebrate, people should be able to celebrate Spitfire without shitting on everyone else. Yep. Now, um, to to more go back to addressing some of the actual back and forth on the Twitter. Um I I understand where all this comes from because mm-hmm. pre-speaks out, and when you're when you're a losing team and you speak out and you're naming issues, immediately you look like you're either complaining yeah. or you are making excuses. And we saw the same thing when Brad Sefi did this mm-hmm. last year. When uh, any time Atlanta got knocked out of Hawaii, I yep. was like, "Oh, you just and before that it was flame." Like, it's like yep. it's like, I mean, you could view it that way, but they're also not wrong. No, yeah. like let's consider the fact that all the the problems with last year's Hawaii over the points. I mean, it was taken into account to the point where this year we actually do count, you know, mm-hmm. qualification points in like as in if you make the tournament, you just get a point now. Like that's. Like actual results have actual tangible changes have been made based on things with legitimate issues i don't know I, I don't feel like it shouldn't be the case that only winning winning teams are allowed to complain it's, you know and it's, it's also, almost like it's almost like you're not allowed to complain unless you're winning because if you yeah, if you yeah. if you pipe out if you write about an issue and you're losing people just say you are you're making an yeah. excuse and they're making fun of you it's like so what people that are losing are no longer allowed to outline that's, problems that's actually, that's actually true
2: that's actually true ever because the only reason we like we see Thread after thread after thread about the bonus points counting towards the Y being bullshit mm. is because Sefi made it from a position of winning yeah. and said like, oh yeah, this is a problem. This isn't fair. If yeah. this was a team that is in that position, it would uh, read the rules and adjust uh, your mm-hmm. strategy.
0: That's the problem. And that's the crazy thing is is he made it from a position of winning, but also losing, and so people still like dogpiled them. Yeah, because they were winning enough to make the tournaments three times, even. Yeah, but losing in the tournaments to the point where they weren't getting points in the tournaments, and then people were like fucking dogpiled them for that. Yeah, Um, and I just
2: real quick, I will say other general managers have come forward and said like this is not, you know, this is not an instance where pre now just like throws everything uh, out with this uh, with or throws the kitchen sink of yeah. excuses out like these issues have been brought up internally it's not there's nothing new everyone that like things that APEC general managers t- complained about is like quality of practice not having enough mm-hmm. um, opponents to uh, practice about the situations of uh, ranked mode is something that's talked to death sure ja- uh, like nobody from the dev team really engaging much anymore with Overwatch League players maybe maybe some of that is down to like them sort of being a li- going a little bit too hard, but at the same time, like I mean it's to be expected to a degree, right um I think like the stats lab situation is un- like neither the the ranked nor the stat slab situation is something that they can fully discard responsibility on, and that I also said this in my tweet here's the thing. It is totally fine for me to accept that you as a developer absolutely cannot afford to give meaningful resources to fixing these issues at this point. Because your game is on its ass and you're trying to make a deadline. And boy, if the, we don't meet any of those deadlines, like, we're, it's not a matter of competitive integrity, it's, yeah, can yeah. we keep the lights on in this motherfucker, right? So, mm-hmm. I, that's completely fine. But this league has also made it a point to shut down all avenues by which we could have solved, th- solved that problem over the last sure. couple of years. We had third-party uh, developers that are absolutely capable to take the entire chunk of data that um, mm-hmm. Overwatch Replace generate and filter out StatsLab uh, yep. uh, Stats quality data so we can support the teams, we can support fantasy, we can support the general viewer, right? Yep. We could have fo- solved that. The same is true for the practice issue that we're facing. And to a degree, yes, you can say, like, the Overwatch players should just, like, be able to come together, organize the shit, and just, like, play with each other. The problem is, there's never a culture created around this. And everyone try to make... Five pence on creating a culture around that, being face it, other third-party organizers, getting something like Pugs going, Mm -hmm. maybe even adding a little bit of, um, you know, like a ladder with price pool there that could have been great stream content. They were killed dead and told, like, we are controlling whatever is happening, and we don't want that. Actually, we don't even want you to be able to stream... um, Yeah, the Pugs. The Pugs...
1: After a certain amount, right?
2: Like, all of this has... This is responsibility that you shut down the culture that could have alleviated these problems and now shit hits the fan. It is your responsibility. I'm sorry, right? It's absolutely Mm -hmm. fine to point this Mm -hmm. out being a problem. And it's also fine saying, like, there's no great solutions and reiterating at a later point. But come on, man. Like, that humans in these situations where they're feeling the pressure are not feeling great about these shortcomings that could have been entirely avoided have been repeatedly brought up for years is entirely un- understandable and I mm-hmm. wish we had the capacity as the mob to give empathy in both of those sh- situations and more so than um, like I, I I totally get like it's, it's a fun meme right like f- for Christopher mm-hmm. to, to uh, post that yeah, I think it was maybe even meant a little bit more. I think that was something genuinely
0: emotionally for Christopher there.
2: Sure, and I haven't talked to him about this situation at all, by the way. Oh. But
0: um, he hasn't he hasn't tweeted in, in nine months. That was his first tweet in nine months. So. Yeah, that's that's what he decided to come out with. Is like I spent nine months, guys, time to shit on somebody, and it's that, probably that's frustrating <laughs> for him as well. Yeah,
1: b- that they aren't getting as much ups as they are because they are like this is the Cinderella story of the season. Like Everyone's this is incredible. Them, who, who who has not
0: given them the ups?
1: I don't think people have really given them like enough credit. I think this really? is actually nuts. Yes,
0: I feel like people definitely have. Yeah, uh, I think now it's. I don't think so. I think um, they had three. Now I don't know. Is... I, I I respect Christopher, but it did seem a little distasteful. It is it is a good meme like the part yeah. of me that just wants to laugh at a meme was like that's funny but then part of me is like man prees one of the better dudes that we have in this in the sure. it's kind of it's kind of rough to see that um and I don't even know like the conversation wasn't even about london no. and that's the weird pr part about it of it might all. have felt to them completely though fucked. Um, because it was the court tweet so right what? they might have well, felt
2: that it was the the implication
0: thing is maybe maybe it could have been implied i just think it's like the, and then playing the, each other the Listen. the interpretation everyone has is that like this is like this is this is the genuine interpretation some people have is like oh pretty is salty that he lost or some shit like yeah. that it's just like no i mean let's even let's even say that he is like what's what's the issue with bringing up problems of problems because you have to understand the context of this as well yeah. is um they they there are things that could have been done mm-hmm. to improve the team but a lot of those tools have been taken away i mean those those this is the legitimate thing to say it's like well you know the, these are things that we could have improved but you know we don't we don't have we don't have these tools and we don't have these things to make those improvements to which there was mm-hmm. a public response like well london didn't need them it's like but again <laughs> You know, we can't just apply, copy, paste London yeah. to twenty fucking teams. If It was really that easy. Nobody would be bad, would they? Um, so there is that. But also, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that maybe Washington do have coaching issues. Like, I think, I think maybe there's a misinterpretation misinterpre- from our message here as well that we're just saying, um, that no, everything in justice is fine. Everyone's just overblowing us. I don't, I'm not saying I don't it know. is all fine. I don't know. There yeah. probably are issues probably are uh, even probably coaching issues. I am definitely not going out of the way to say I know exactly what those things are. And so when I have enough self awareness to be like, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure what part of the coaching, you know, if it is a coaching issue, and I'm not entirely sure on these things so don't have all the facts. And then you have all these armchair people that are just like so unbelievably confident they know exactly what the issue is like. They're fucking actually in the room and they've seen it all when they mm-hmm. haven't. Um yeah, it's 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 kind of mind blowing. But um I, I, and I get fans are frustrated. I think if you are a Washington fan, you're probably frustrated, and I get it. Yep. Um, but, you know, when I look at the games that they played, what do we have here? New York, cool. they beat them. Houston, 2-3, close loss. Okay, a Toronto, 1-3. Maybe they could have beaten Toronto, but yeah. Toronto is a better team. I've had them as a better team for a while. Glad they were never winning that. Oh, and man. then London, 2-3. Like, London's on a humongous upswing. I don't think it's a yep. huge... Is that a... Who who thinks that's an upset? How many people look at the London win and believe, oh man, what a huge upset from London? I don't think that's an upset. Not this one. Yeah, I, no. I think London winning that is, is even fairly expected. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone in the panel, you know, credited London. Everyone thought London was going to win this and then London did and everyone's upset about it for some reason. It's like, huh? Yeah. You all thought London was going to win this and then they did and now you're <laughs> angry at Washington despite you already knowing that London was going to win yeah. this. I don't understand. Like That's weird. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I don't think justice uh to go without any blame, but I think so much of this is just overblown. That's the that's like the end messages. Sure. So much of it is overblown. Yeah. And it gets to the point where like I mean <laughs> these teams are just gonna stop communicating. I, I think that the, the biggest irony is you have all these players, you have all these fans, not all these players, you have all these fans that are like, Man, I wish the teams would communicate more, I wish they would tell us about things, I wish you know they would be open. And then they are, and then everyone shits on them. And the and I was the team. Yeah. The the shitting part is
2: my problem is that it feels very highly selective from a from okay let us just say the some of the broadcast team and namely Custer, where you should bring the same energy to
1: New York. New York. That? I hope he does. I hope he continues. Like if to. you do that, Please I have no do. problem. Right.
2: Like if you yep. dish it out indiscriminately, then. We have no problem. Then just become that, right? Like we need that desperately. Mm-hmm. It just yes. doesn't have to feel that so
0: targeted for no apparent reason. Right. And I I'm gonna bring up another team really quick. This is not like this is not me wanting to shit on them. I'm just using them as an example. Um, so you know, be aware of that context. But the Vancouver Titans, why are more people not upset that they are currently winless right now? I think people here's the difference. I'll tell you why, because everyone expected them to be bad and they're bad and everyone's like, oh, they're just bad. Yep. Yeah. Whereas, like, that's my argument for the justice. I expected them to be mid. They are mid. Therefore, I'm not upset.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so... I'll let you
2: in on a secret. Their budgets aren't too different.
1: So you're so just just to be clear for the public, just to reiterate this and be very, very transparent, and very clear for clarification's sake. You're saying the Vancouver Titans and the Washington Justice have a similar budget.
0: And this isn't, by the way, this isn't his sources. I made it up. Yesker actually knows what he's talking about when he says this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he actually, he within actually reasonable
2: so. per, per, uh, certainty percentage, yeah. They are both okay. mid tier, like, sure. Money teams. And I will say, yeah. money means less nowadays than it used to. And mm-hmm. we'll eventually well, talk about this as well. we'll One nothing? The,
0: People, people that are using, they're like, "Oh, but you have the the Decay and Happy uh, DPS duo energy. You should be doing way better than you are." Apply that same energy to Aspire and Shockwave, please. Yeah. Be consistent. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk about like, "Oh, Decay and Happy, team, you guys should be winning." Okay, Shockwave, Aspire, you guys should be winning, but you got fucking no wins. Mm. So no one's applying that energy to Titans. I'm not saying people should go and shit on Titans. Really, I would like yeah. to have no one. People just didn't shit on these teams in general. But I'm saying like, there's major double standards. Um, and I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe some of my co my, my colleagues, my, my other talent on the, on the broadcast have been like firing shots at the justice. And so like, everyone's like, well, you know, if, if so-and-so is firing shots at the justice, uh, you know, that's the, that's my permission to go do it on Twitter as well. And they never know all the fans are doing it. Um, I don't know. I'm not trying to pass blame. I've got to be careful with that one. Cause I'm, I, I love, I love everyone I work with. So I'm not mm. trying to pass blame on anything. Oh, I'm just no. saying from a fan perspective, it's like, you know, if uh if a if a figure if a prominent figure starts firing shots then that kind of gives everyone else carte know, to do so
1: it's,
0: it's kind of permission to do so in a way like indirectly uh,
1: anyway yeah
0: i'll also say
2: i'd much rather be a justice fan than a toronto Defiant fan N- maybe not True. this season but generally in the history of the Overwatch League, like for the justice at least had some exciting runs even in playoffs yep. where you could believe for a moment I've Mm -hmm. never for a second, other than stage one, season two, believed the Toronto Defiance ability to win like a playoff match. And they did once, but once
1: like and 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 that's what's equally frustrating about the defiant that i feel like they get to skate under the rug so nasty about this if we're talking budgets if we're talking payrolls we want to talk money you want to talk money defiant yeah i don't think you get to have any you you better keep your head down i don't want to see anybody subtweet no no motherfuckers better be piping up because you have a wallet my friend you got some explaining to do by the end of the season. If ever, if ever some details start to come out in terms of money spent, mm, I think
0: the we've The two got biggest some. teams, the two biggest teams, factually speaking, that have underperformed the heaviest based on actual sure. budget is Toronto and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Factually speaking, not just as Toronto and Vancouver have underperformed the highest yep. by discrepancy based on what their budget is. I think yep. that. Probably is that's Speaking that's speaking from the speaking that's speaking from facts and not just some um, redditor saying it and yeah. repeating it from somewhere else. So yeah. Uh but you know, this isn't again, I don't want to turn this into oh let's start shitting on Toronto or Vancouver kind of thing. I, I would love it if we just no one shat on anybody. I just think it's like uh, you awful. know, and to be fair, both <laughs> of, just of those teams is, have
2: made changes, right? Significant ones.
0: Just yeah, it partially the because is, like, they're allowed. Like to. I said, they made those teams made blood sacrifices and they've sh- yes. they've satiated King Kong for now, <laughs> you know and so everyone everyone wants blood out of the justice like pre, you have to fucking you have to fucking carve somebody's heart out and fucking raise it up to the sun god and then throw it off the pyramid that's what that's what the people want right now they want a witch to burn on the stake yeah they don't care they don't care if this person is actually a witch or not they just want to see somebody burn and um
1: real fast my my last point on all of this is is i i feel like my biggest gripe is that nobody else is getting targeted and i feel like they should be and i feel like at least on this platform we've been targeting those who need penalties drawn
0: however you just just gotta you just gotta sacrifice every time you know every you know we go through we go through the cycle of toronto boston vancouver and all that it's like sir huck's gone bobby and pew is gone KDG's gone and then, you know, when people get bored of the justice, they go back and it's like, oh, who, you know, ah, yeah. oh, who's gonna who's gonna be the next team that has to do another sacrifice? Oh, I think we should now now you gotta target Moby Deck, you gotta target mm-hmm. DP, now you gotta target, you know, uh Lori or whoever the fuck you you know, mm-hmm. you just you just we just you just gotta cycle through the different things you wanna target. And I feel Um, I
1: feel horrible for coaches in this league. I think they have very little agency when it comes to like some of their job security. So I do feel for them. But I do think there are some positions that need to be shifted. However, with the justice, I do want to bring up an idea. Uh, I'll I'll use a a, a loose concept that I'm going to steal from LS about like the Pokemon and the badges. Right. If you don't have a certain. You have too high of a level pokemon let's say right uh you won't you won't be able to control it without the right appropriate amount of badges earned right i think we've all experienced a pokemon game hopefully this is a little bit more ubiquitous than it sounds um with the justice roster and the way that it looks and i said this last season and i'll say it again something about this roster stinks not going to name who I think it is. It's not really my place, but something about it smells. And I don't think this coaching staff is apt for the job to control that roster, right? Pokemon and badges. So I would like to see some significant changes right. when it comes to this off season.
0: Yeah. I, and I'm not saying there should be no change. I think there's no, like, no, no. I, I know least, you're not. I'm trying to play both sides a little bit. I'm trying to argue sure. for and against and be a little bit even, even if it seems like maybe I'm not, I'm trying, I'm actually trying to be objective here, which is to say that, uh, there is something wrong in the Justice. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, but I, but I am also self-aware enough to say that I don't actually know what it is. That's why I'm not calling for anyone's job or anyone's head. I, I'm not specifically calling for any sacrifice of anybody specifically, because I don't know what the fucking problem is. Right. But maybe they should make a change. I don't know what the change should be, but maybe they should make a change. I think Supreme's an easy scapegoat. All right, he's been the one the target line. He's been the, yeah. one of the firing line. He's a super easy scapegoat. Maybe it is him. Maybe it isn't. I'm not at liberty to say because I'm not I'm not a part of the fucking team. I, I legitimately right. don't know. Yep. Um and, and, dude, it could be a player issue. Maybe there's a fucking shitty player on the team that's dragging mm-hmm. everyone down. I, who knows? You know? It took it apparently took four years for people to realize that Strike was a shitty teammate. I mean, bro, like this is who the fuck knows? Um so yep. I'm not I'm not defend I'm I'm defending the justice on some level to say that like some yes. of the hate they're getting is unwarranted. But I'm also saying I'm not. I'm also not saying that you like can't be frustrated at them. I think it's very justified that people are frustrated at them, and I can, you know, on some level, um, I I can fully understand the frustration because, mm. yeah, like, you know, if you if you are if you think Decay is an insane player, you are probably a bit upset that his team is performing badly. Um, but I just think that the the matter of witch hunting is fucking crazy. Is is my problem with all of this. I'm not saying they don't have issues, but I'm saying like people, people are so confident that they know what the issue is, and they 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 think they know it better than the team does, and that's just wild to me. I don't know.
2: And I guess to round out like my entire thought process here, I will say, I mean, and I think pre knows as well. Those two last tweets should have stuck in drafts. Do do what I do. Uh, Get yourself like a nice confidential uh, Discord channel. We have like a channel, I call it stuck in drafts, and yeah. I just like take the tweet I want to reply to, write out the tweet, that already feels cathartic. I got I got it written mm-hmm. out. And then I shared with a select few people I trust to understand my point while also feeling secure that it isn't getting out. And now I'm I'm getting all the good dopamine shots from having actually not exactly. sent the tweet.
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> you know the sad thing about that is is all that means is like you know teams just communicate to the to the fans less than this that's true, because it, it is literally a lose-lose game now where yeah. if you are a staff member of a team and you try and be open you try and be transparent people just shit on you because yeah. the you know even if you uh the craziest one was like a few years back when you guys remember dream on houston this song mm. was so overblown he's like yeah man like we did well in scrims this is kind of weird and i felt like that was like a maybe maybe i'm misremembering it and i'm i'm, I'm I know, applying more benefit of the doubt than than i should but i all i remember was that he said something along the lines of like yeah we did well in scrims so you know like these losses are kind of strange or whatever and yeah. and people were like people were like fucking going in on him i'm like what is this like He's just applying he's just giving some context of like, yeah, it's just, you know, we we're underperforming, we did better in scrims, you know, mm-hmm. and now we lost. And and people were people were fucking furious at that. I'm like, what? Like why why are people angry? Like, it's just so weird. It's like when somebody is a staff member that actually because again, all these all these fans are like, man, I wish teams were more transparent and then the team becomes transparent they, they, they tell you things mm-hmm. and the response is always fucking negative it's always backlash so why should any team be transparent when the entire history of being transparent has only netted negative results Right? there's, yeah. there's like zero point in being transparent because yeah. you're either going to give your opponents insight into your team that they can strategize over or and or usually it's both the, the fans shit on you anyway yeah. So, uh, just never say anything, and then and then and then you'll see like comments later on. it is like, "Oh man, these these teams don't tell us anything," and it's like, "Yeah, because of you." Well, I wonder why they yeah. don't tell you things because of you. Your behavior is why they don't tell you things.
1: Thing is, it is very benevolent to be vulnerable, and that's exactly what that is. Um, and to your point, Yiska, I think it is advice for most people. Just generally, esports or not, that social media probably should not be used as a venting tool. Find a circle, find a support system, and vent to them. You will probably save yourself a lot of brain cells.
2: Yeah, and I should take my own advice more because I've been you on should. a Reddit hill for... You should. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For
1: a lifetime, it feels like. For a lifetime, my friend. Yeah.
2: yeah it's, it's just like... um, It's hard not to. I get it. Yeah, it's a hard human situation... And I think mm-hmm. there's also something... It, the thing is, like, let's be honest, us saying, like, the oh, the bad mob, it's almost an anim, animate object without morals that just moves that cannot be swayed and should just be f- considered a force of nature, unfortunately, right? And the only way that you could realistically, like, change a little bit about it is have to... Do you have, like, a un- united front of people with status in this scene just come together and saying you know, guys, like, we got a course correct in order to have a better product for you guys. Here's, like, X, Y, and Z, why, like, we want to be open with you, but, like, because there's a shutdown, and then as as people realize what they're getting in exchange is actually worth the price, which is the price being we can't just indiscriminately shit on everyone, and also we kind of keep ourselves in check by shouting down the people that are shouting others down, Um, then then it could be, but... Let's be honest. Like this is not the scene for this to happen.
0: It's it. it, it if anything, there's, it's
2: one of the worst scenes uh, in terms of like unfair many, criticism.
0: Well, there's too many bad faith actors that like you know they don't care about nuance or context. Again, they just they just want to see somebody burn at the stake, and that's all that is. So I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and maybe not more. Can,
2: yeah, maybe more can't be expected from a guy that comes home from work, wants to say that play, team play, and like they just shit the bed. From his point of view, he doesn't really understand it. Doesn't have the muse to really invest. It's just his way of venting. It almost feels like gamified, and yeah. it, it's good to be aware of that. You know.
0: So, ending this topic now as we are like really deep in. I did say in the in our little pre pre-podcast we for those that don't know we do a 2 hour rehearsal for the podcast and then we do the actual podcast um you know i did say that we were gonna, we were going to we want to spend probably a long time on this one just because there's a lot to get out there yeah uh, and um if if you sat through this whole thing well done uh but yeah to to get ahead of of some comments that are not going to be out there i i know it does seem like we're probably downplaying the justice situation but Part of the reason for that is because I think it's been overblown anyway. So because it's so overblown, it's like, is it really even downplaying? I think I'm just playing it to the neutral. I'm playing it to where it's supposed to be rated at, which is in the 7th to ninth range is where I rate it at. Uh, and again, if you rate it above that, I don't know what to tell you. You've overrated this team. So that's kind of on you. I don't know. Um, that's uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mid-team has we mid-results. The internet goes wild. wild yeah. Internet is fuming at mid-team that has mid-results. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about some of the actual games that happen. Let's start with the Washington Justice. Just kidding. We already talked about <laughs> it. Huh? Um, who wants to start? Do we just do we get into the APAC stuff first or the NA stuff first? I'm actually. Uh,
1: I mean, if, you, uh, you had some interesting things to say. I think there was definitely a team that I was very. Well, actually, do you want to.
0: Oh, let's, do, with... let's do APAC and let's, let's yeah. change the subject. I feel like we've been on the, the NA talk for a while now, mm-hmm. and uh, I cannot do so much of that. Um, APAC talk. Shanghai are back, baby. Or are they? Are they actually back? Joe, you wrote a big ass article on this. Um, I cover, I cast the games. And, bro, they look back to me. And I, there's, there's some commentary out there that says, like, man, how can you believe that Shanghai are back when they just, like, had the they just they've only been winning for two games and my counter response would be how could you be down on Shanghai where they've been lonely losing for two games
3: yeah you know what it's, I mean like so
0: it's the same shit it's like it's like we all forgot that in kickoff clash they not only nearly made the finals mm-hmm. but probably you know probably should have made the finals or should have won the whole thing anyway I'm not saying Seoul shouldn't have won I'm super happy that Seoul won yeah very happy the Seoul won but the fine margins between the Seoul and Shanghai game the lower final for kickoff mm-hmm. clash are so fine that any team could have made it. Sure. Um so, so to be revisionist and be like, oh man, but Shanghai had been bad this whole time. It's like, no, they haven't. They, they definitely haven't. They lost to Philly, had yes. some close games with his other teams, and were the only team to be even minutely close to Seoul Dynasty Correct. by the end of the kickoff clash. And then they had two bad games to open up Mid-Season Madness with. Mm-hmm. And now they've had two great games in the Mid-Season Madness and two more games still yet get to play. And so... To, to me, for my money, Shanghai have been a, more co- more often a better team so far this season than and, a they have. So when I say Shanghai are back, I'm saying they slumped for two games and yeah. now they've returned to top form. And so the people that are trying to like counter dunk and be like, well, how can yeah. you say they're back when you know they've only won twice? It's like, you've just fucking forgotten about the whole kickoff flash, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You're just being revisionist, aren't you? Is what I'm saying to that.
1: Yeah, I think... Um... To to that point, I think we were were trying to spot a trend last show, right? Like in terms of form, Shanghai did like those were some bad games. Those were rough. Um, And we speculated on if that was a an omen, a sign of things to come. Um, And it was very clear, at least to me, uh, it sounds like for you as well, that that is not the case. And Shanghai is still a world class team and has come out in week three and just put the put the hurt on people noticeable changes being the reintroduction of Lee Jae gone and fate back into the roster. Surprise, surprise. The main tank with the least respect in the entire Overwatch league continues to impress the world. Surprise Pikachu face. I don't know. I, I, I don't get how we're constantly always just like baffled and surprised that fate comes in and actually performs well. Um, if you want to get more nuanced, maybe there was a, a lower evaluation of where wrecking ball is at the start of the meta. I think that's fair. Uh, maybe an over-evaluation of the double flex support. I think that's fair. Maybe maybe not giving Lee Jagon respect because I think you've been very publicly talking about and stating about how talented he is when it comes to more traditional or more picks that have been outside the traditional main support kind of Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this team is is back into at least plateaued, if not trending upwards. I would say trending upwards personally. I think they're probably coming into, well, uh, I'll save predictions for it predictions episode. Um but yeah no I I was I was very pleasantly surprised you know looking at their vods I thought they they addressed the issue perfectly. I I hinted on or not hinted on it, but I I think I pointedly said last show and it yeah you know, it came from a lot of what moon had said as well that they looked directionless. They look without a leader. Moon comes out and says something very similar where the way that they were approaching the game was lower on proactivity, more reactive and that was very much shifted. That was that was completely Flipped on its head. They were the team leading the charge. They were the team being proactive. They were first to touch. Um, and look what happens. Yes, if you want to comment on Philly strength, if you want to comment on Valiant strength, that's fine. But then if you want to reflect it, and I mentioned this much in the article, to NA, where you have New York Excelsior finding their footing, taking Dallas, a team that I think a lot of people respect, to a game five. You have Boston taking Florida, another team that I think people are learning to respect, to a game five. London, Washington, game five. It is hard to just sweep teams right now. This meta is very difficult to just like wallop somebody and and move on. Like it, three O's are not. They don't feel like a common occurrence. I have no numbers to support that, but it doesn't feel like a common occurrence. So for Shanghai to be able to do that and and take some teams that are fairly competitive, Shanghai. is it's it says something.
0: Even on the eye test, and here, here's the other yeah. thing that people have said about Shanghai is like, oh yeah, but they just beat up on bad teams. Which first and foremost, ouch for Philly. Uh, I don't think Philly are a bad team. I think you know they are a team that are uh, very comfortably well above average in APAC and it often at points performed extremely well. Um, but they've also suffered some especially bad losses to the actual top teams, which are Shanghai and Seoul, understandably. Um, but even if, okay, let's say that, okay, sure, Valiant, you can you can say is a bad team, I'll give you that. And you're like, oh, well, Shanghai just 3-0 dunking Valiant doesn't mean anything. But on the eye test, if you look at what Shanghai are doing, and I specifically cast that game, and it's just like, The way Shanghai are playing is fundamentally flawless. Like, they are doing Mm -hmm. everything to the absolute peak of what you should be doing at all times from an analytical, strategic point of view. That, like, I don't care that the level of competition was the valiant. I care that, like, are they playing their game well on an eye test level, on a strategic level? So that matters because. If I can see a team doing that, that means I know they've got everything under lock in terms of the, all the fundamentals. Their their knowledge of matchups and strategy and all sorts of those kind of things, decision making, individual prowess and mechanics. Does it all line up? You know, um, there's there's because we've we've often said on this podcast, there's three O's and then there's oh shit, that's a three O. Yeah. Right. And I think Shanghai even elevated the oh shit, that's a 3-0 to like, oh my fucking god, that was the most flawless 3 I've ever seen. Yep. Like, uh, utterly flawless, right? Not to, say they, not to say that Valiant won zero fights. Valiant won a couple fights yeah. there, but like, that's within the fair margins of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about a team that is literally spawn camping because spawn camping would not even be perfect play because it doesn't show anything. Yeah. Um. You, you want to sh- actually see a little bit of pushback. So when I say flawless, I mean flawless in the sense that like even with Valiant doing a little bit of pushback, you see Shanghai's response. Like, okay, what is the most optimal response? What are they meant to be doing in these situations? They did everything that I would have expected. Mm-hmm. And that what what I would believe is the correct decision making to make from a strategic point of view. So yeah, I'm like, if okay, if Valiant do these things, what is what was Shanghai's response strategy? All perfect. Like everything, every decision they made uh, in response to Valiant was fantastic. And so just seeing how they played up against Valley and the decisions they made gave me a lot of confidence that they know what the fuck they're doing, regardless mm-hmm. of the competition.
1: Yeah, no. It, it's, been, it's been flawless from Shanghai, and I think it'll continue. Um, not, much, not much else for me there. Looks good. Yeah, it's, it's oh, the,
2: really assuring that they have this ability, and that it isn't necessarily mm-hmm. down to Overwatch 2, that they uh, have been, you know...
0: In, in Struggle City. Yiska, I got one thing for you, Yiska, really quick. You know one thing that actually happened in between Shanghai struggling for two games and then winning for two games Internet. is the Overwatch <laughs> 2 beta coming and Lip's, right. Lip even specifically saying in an interview, like, yeah, practicing Sojin in the beta, like, yep. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those, you talked about Like, some teams, they, they they're either naturally talented or they're just grinders. I think Shanghai is a bit of both in there. But for sure, like, grinding even moon said this in his interview. like grinding is part of their you know ability to get good and not having the ability to grind definitely cost them something and you know lo and behold the beta comes back and they get to grind a little bit lip, lip goes from looking tragic on surgeon to looking like a fucking god yes yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah and, and and like grind as an ability is like a not a, a talent not to be underestimated right like and if that's shut down... Like, you can't... It's very hard to shut down, like, natural talent. So, for instance, like, one thing that I often hear is, like, a player like Twilight gets away with less practice than others just because he's naturally talented, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Like, some players just need episode hours in order to be to- on top of their game. And mm-hmm. there's, like, for DPS players, especially, like, hit scans, bro, one missed... Aim lab day might just fuck up your aim for weeks. If you're an absolute aim beast, that might actually be the problem that breaks you. You you cannot mm-hmm. afford to slack. This is unfortunately like how a special skill works. And then like we sometimes have like, oh yeah, by the way, the 10% thing on DPS is now gone and now you need to like relearn your muscle memory and whatnot, you know, like. yeah. And now you're playing in a beta where there's another hero that you don't even play against in the Overwatch League, so uh, you know, like, it's it's all not optimal, but it, yeah, it's very obvious that this will all have an impact uh, on the on the level of play, and I think, to a degree, we already saw that when, like, contender teams got access in APAC and, um, like, the overall level of play increasing there, which is why, you know, the mid-season will be very interesting to see, but it's also like just for the general towards the mid- uh, narrative towards the midseason, it's kind of important that we have a strong, strong high there. Like, because it's if, if it's really only yes. like Seoul, because I don't trust Spark to like as far as oh, I can yeah. throw them. Sure. Right? I'm not saying they might not have a tournament run. I'm saying that's not the APEC team that I want to, you know, edge my beds with. So, um, like, three strong APEC teams would, would be super su- sweet at midseason.
1: Yeah some some representation from that side of the world because I I mean it, it doesn't surprise I mean, like, me that NA fans don't credit them. But
0: even Philly is like people underrate Philly hard. so sure. don't mind all the NA fans underrating Hangzhou and Philly because I mean I'm not saying Hangzhou and Philly are going to beat Gladiators or anything yeah, anytime no, soon. No. But people are acting like these teams are just loose to London. I'm just like what the fuck? Like people, I don't know. Like there's some weird stuff out like there. Like that. people people there. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and not be super hyperbolic about this but Mm -hmm. I I swear to god some of the sentiment I see out there is that like outside of Shanghai and Seoul people think every other team in APAC would just be below Florida or Toronto or something I'm like "Mm -hmm. yikes Uh, (laughs) let's uh, let's play play a tournament where the number one team from APAC and the number one team from NA the very bottom team from APAC the very bottom team from NA and then like one team fucking smack bang in the middle number seven NA versus number four a pack and just have those three games as a show match and we'll see who wins mm-hmm. yeah what does what your middle of the pack look like versus our middle of the pack what is your bottom versus our bottom what is your top versus our top you know straight up uh, and we'll see and I think uh, I'd be pretty confident to say our middle and our bottom would be in A's bottom and middle mm-hmm. easily as well
1: I think a lot of that stems from just like the casual fans not watching and then even like the semi-regular fans just seeing something different and just, you know, applying this, this logic. The fact
0: that people people think Ryan is good is like mind-blowing to me. Sure. Uh, I say this on Platt Chat as well. I was like, how the fuck does anyone think Ryan is good? And I'm not trying to downplay London. I think London sure. is special because they have Hardy, they have Backbone, they have mm-hmm. the best pieces to make the Rhine look much better than it is. And they are single handedly making Rhine look amazing when the truth is, and fuck, even Spillow has said this Rhine's like, it's probably not even that good. They yeah. just make it work. Yeah. You know, but that shit's even got a, a leash on it because when you look at London games, they're not even playing Rhine full time. They're playing Hardy on Winston, they're playing Poco in half the, these games. They mm-hmm. don't even play Ryan full time, and this is the Rhine team. So, yep. like this whole Rhine talk sorry, over. And I've, I've some of the comments, some of the shit I'm hearing, like, "Oh yeah, but APAC doesn't know how to deal with the Ryan." It's like, motherfucker, they destroyed the Rhine last year. The Ryan was a fucking joke last year. What do you mean they mm-hmm. don't know how to deal with the Rhine? We have fucking literal footage, a year's worth of footage from last year that shows that they do know how to deal with the Rhine. Yep. Yep.
1: Would like to see. So stuff.
0: Shanghai back. Would like to see so Shanghai back. Like
1: yes very legitimate bank. should be should be coasting into mid-season and ready to take on the likes who's
0: of and shock who's better shanghai or Seoul? Seoul, still
1: yeah i'd say so like like i need easily, a lead. or is it is it like uh, a bit of it's a lot closer now um i need a little bit more i need a little bit more testing and i think we get that you know, come week four with Chengdu Shanghai. I think that that's going to be like a really nice litmus test to really kind of see where Shanghai is sitting. I think Philly is a tough opponent. I think Valiant are competitive, but I think, you know, this new form needs to be properly, you know, tested in terms of hardness. There's a, there's a right, word if, for that. There's a test.
0: I if think Shanghai test. 3-0 Chengdu, it's over. <laughs> winning. That's, winning mid-season that's a Manus. Wrap. Yep. winning man. <laughs> <They're laughs> <a>, that's a <laughs> scary NA's dragon. Concerned. NA sentiment will be like oh my god, APEC's so bad. Chengdu got O three 3 by Dragons, who are a shit team. Like, that'll be the NA yeah. Andy sentiment, because they don't yeah. know anything. And then they'll be really surprised when Shanghai win the whole thing. Like, and
1: then when Shanghai wins the whole thing, it's going to be, oh, well, you know, it's not necessarily fair that, you know, NA teams have to play against APEC, because they don't... Like, how are you supposed to practice for that style? Like, it's just not... You can't... How, how are you supposed to adapt, like, compete? What's funny and- about
0: that, joke? You know, the irony about that is... Uh-huh these same fans that will shit on the coaches and staff and oh yeah, coaches, will then make the exact same excuses for the teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They will shit on the people making the excuses, and then they will make the same excuses. Mm-hmm. That's funny to me.
1: Yeah. Yep. Shanghai is pretty good. Um, I Spark? think...
0: I think... The, okay, you're not ready for this. I think Shanghai might even be better than Seoul. Is that crazy? And that's crazy because from watching them both play... Yeah. There's a level of finesse and quality, and again, flawlessness. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I compare the diamonds and I'm, and I'm you know I'm looking for imperfections. Jeweler I'm really glasses. Just, he's I really put getting shit under the microscope. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, Dragons are just not making mistakes. They're doing everything flawlessly. Even when they're losing fights, they're losing fights flawlessly, and that's mm-hmm. a real thing, by the way. That yes. it's not just me talking shit. They're losing fights because they want to lose fights. Mm-hmm. This the shit is flawless. They're, they're saving ultimates they're not doing these things they're playing for like very long strategic games with high level of economic understanding of like all the flow and effects of like okay we can lose this fight then we do this next fight and then the flow chart of doing a separate thing on the third fight based on decisions you make three fights in advance these things are all happening on the dragon side of things That even when they're losing fights mm-hmm. there is a strategic component to that where they would they want to do that for some purpose in the future that then they can cash in on and these are things that I'm picking up on during the cast and then hopefully I'm also saying them if I have time. I think I do sometimes say it. It's just stuff like, you know, watching them play against Valley and some of the fights they lose against Valley and I'm like, bro, this shit is actually planned. Like You can actually see the different cogs turning mm-hmm. in terms of why, why they're making these decisions and how they're doing things because it's... T- The perfect game of Overwatch is not about, like, we have zero deaths, uh, we've never lost a fight, and we're just spawn camping. That's not a perfect game of Overwatch. A perfect game of Overwatch is having such a strategic command of your opponents that everything you do leads to to an ideal win condition, an optimal win condition. That Mm -hmm. includes losing fights. Dying, losing players, losing fights, but also doing that in a way that still leads to an ideal end win condition. That's flawless to me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. Losing
1: quickly maybe taking players with you trading up in in advantageous situations forcing these alts. you know these are all things that teams high end teams I shouldn't say all teams high end teams take into very serious consideration when planning these fights and a lot of the times that comes from the players a lot of the times the players are I the think, ones setting those plays it's not everybody but it's you know so the in-game this, leader
0: and some of this flow charting from the Shanghai Dragons is like more advanced than what I've seen out of Soul in terms mm. of like macro strategy Okay. Now, I don't doubt that Soul individually have some unreal talent currently that can yeah. easily compete with the Dragons, if not be better. Uh, I also think Dragons losing 03 to Soul kind of sours the belief in yeah. Dragons a little bit. Because like, oh, well, they, just, they did get smashed by Soul. But, you know, this is before Beta came out. Beta 2, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just can't wait for that rematch. I think that rematch is going be to be fucking hype. amazing. It's going to be yeah. so good. Because that was not the real Shanghai we watched versus Dragon versus Dynasty. Now this is so um, yep. yeah, I'm I'm so bored in on the Shanghai Dragons. I'm unbelievably bored in on the Shanghai Dragons right now. <laughs> Just I think my it's fair con- too big. My only concern is what happens on maps where it's more ideal to play voids heroes and fates. That's my one mm, big concern. Yep. Because I don't think you can one trick a ball or a Winston through the whole meta. Nope. And there are gonna be situations where it's more ideal to play like a Sigma. So can they still bring in void after this? And and
1: I think you're going to have that answered. If not next week, I would, I would assume again, I think a lot of these escort maps are very like, okay, we want that Sigma. Okay. Maybe the Zarya and at least an APAC, they're a little bit more, you know, open to the idea of playing a Zarya. Um, Yeah. Like we're, we're really going to see again. Week one was we have a read. It did not work. Week two was okay. We have found what works. Week two, week three, week four is seeing that in in fluid motion against some some pretty high caliber teams. Uh, one of which is the Chengdu Hunters. The other which is not a high caliber team. It is the Guangzhou Charge, and they are kind of poop. But that is to be safe for, I guess, another episode <laughs> or predictions.
0: I'll ask you, to be final thoughts of the dragons before yeah. we
1: move on? No, but
2: like I, I feel like that I, I have a little bit more reservations because like it has only been two very impressive matches, yeah. but it's also not too long ago that they went 0-6, right? For and we have a pretty understandable reason why, as to why that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cautiously op- optimistically. Yeah.
0: I just again, because i've I've like really dissected the flow charting of the dragons, I don't think a team could do that unless they were in optimal form mm. is my my end conclusion, which is why I'm so big on them. I would be a lot more hesitant as well if I feel like, yeah, but they weren't super clean wins or I just feel like they're still just right. kind of floundering and they just got lucky off x or y things or like one person's carrying hard. But yeah, I saw a legitimate five member hive mind working in fluid motion where everything was working towards a end goal of a win condition the way mm. i described dragons last year and how flawless they played in as a six was that no movement no input was wasted everything every single thing they did in terms of moving around the map had an outcome they were looking towards it was no wasted moment them just floundering waiting around sitting on their hands and if they ever chose to do that and play slowly it was for a purpose that again leads to an end result that is a win condition. So every decision they made led to that. And so I was looking for that. Whenever I watch Dragons, I'm looking for that again. And for the first time this year, I felt like I saw it, which is why I'm so excited about them. Mm. That's why I'm big on them.
3: Yeah.
1: Looking forward to mid-season. Again, both teams kind of locked it up already. Shanghai coming in, I think, still fighting for some seeding. But they're going to be there. They're gonna be there fighting with some of the best teams from North America, um, and we will see those styles clash. And that is what is exciting about the midseason madness. It's exciting when when in most esports have you know these international competitions of mm. seeing the different styles, it's seeing them compete.
0: I'll bring so, up uh, gonna bring up one more conversation on the sure. Apex side of things before we move on. Who yeah. should get who? Two questions: Who is gonna get in between fusion and hunters, and who should get in? fusion hunters, who will get in in terms of like where the points are at, you know, what the conditions mm-hmm. are for entry. And then, more importantly, like points aside, mm-hmm. fusion hunters play, I don't know how many games you want them to play, and, and the best team moves forward. Who should be moving forward and who is going to move forward? And are they the same team?
1: Um, Chung has to win both games. Philly has correct. to l- win one or win both to get in,
0: correct? If Philly win both, they're automatically in, hunters right. out, no matter what. Okay. If fusion win one, hunters have to win two. And then we go gotcha. down to tiebreaker. Okay. If, so fusion, if fusion win zero, <sighs> then hunters would also would will have to like win
1: this is tough. one
0: to get in. I think hunters would only have to win one to get in a fusion win zero or something like that. Yeah. Oh sorry, no, hunters would have to win one and then it would go to tiebreaker. <sighs>
1: Philly plays charge to open the week. So that's already like, okay, that's, that's a, a dub. Gimme. That's gotta that's be a dub. dub. That's a dub. And then Chengdu then, because we've given Philly one, Chengdu then it has to win two, if I'm understanding the math right. And Chengdu plays yes. dragons and they play Spark. Those are tough games.
0: Which by the way, I love that the Hunters game. Gang- is immediately following the Fusion game. Yes, yes. Because when I'm on that day, I'm going to be casting this. My, the the storyline is, mm-hmm. guys, if Fusion win this game versus Charge, which they're heavily favored to do, mm-hmm. Hunters have to go flawless now, and yep. the Fusion will beat the Charge, and then the next game, I'm like, well, because Fusion beat the Charge, guys, Hunters have to win this game.
3: Yep,
0: They have to win this game. So, you know, great setup there narratively from the uh, schedulers, mm-hmm. even though they did that by complete accident. Complete, yeah. but I love it. But I love it anyway.
1: And I think those are the, some of the best stories. The organic ones that just kind of form the day of or, or through the schedule. I think that's some of the most exciting, you know, matches to do, tune into to that point where it's like, yeah, Chengdu now have a double must to win scenario if we're going to play out the schedule like we think it will like Philly beats Guangzhou Chung Chengdu. That's a tough game to play against the dragons. And then they have to play the spark, which I'm a little bit more cherub. You know, I'm open to seeing that. Probably go their way. So I think that spells out that Philly probably makes it, but should they? I don't think so. I think Chengdu is the better team at the moment and probably should be making it to the midseason. But unlucky when it comes to the, you know, the rubber band of the kickoff clash point. I believe that that is really hindering them because if you took one away from Philly, well, I guess you'd probably take multiple away, but that's also not fair.
0: Let's get to who should make it. Yeah. Points aside, who who's the better team? I think Chung does.
2: Mm, I'm not sure, man. I like. I'd rather have the chance to see Philly peak because I think that was higher this season.
3: Is it higher this stage though? Well,
1: who's the better team right now?
2: I mean, you. I think you have to say Hunters. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think you do. Hunters also beat Fusion the stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. They've had better results overall going 2-3 versus soul in a super winnable game. Philly also lost to Valiant, you know, which Hunters beat. All these things compound towards a result that says Hunters on paper are a better team. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Fusion can't recover no. and improve as we get through. So... I'm not it's, fully down on fusion. No, not at all.
1: But like gun to head, like yeah, Chengdu, I think fits this meta in a very, very weird way, very well. I think this patch in general loves is is the nutra grain, the the fertilizer for individual plays, and Chengdu loves to pop off. Jinmu is feasting. Sleeve is feasting. Gaga feasting. They are they are eating this up. They love to make plays. Are they doing it on a wonky hero? Uh, of course, you. it wouldn't be the Chung 200s if they weren't. So, the I, good news I, is, I think they are. Yeah.
0: I don't see how it's too different from Shanghai just relying on fate right now. Like if sure. you are the hunters, it's yeah. just solo. It's just like fully relying on Gaga to play ball and Winston. That's exactly mm-hmm. what Shanghai is doing. Now, the concern for both teams is, is that, is that enough yeah. to get you through? Because some maps, I do think Sigma is like the ideal pick. Yeah. And that impacts both teams, because if you're Hunters, you have to sub in Daisy, mm. and if you're uh, Shanghai, you have to sub in void, which void. That sounds sounds weird that we're like, oh no, you don't want to sub in Void, but just like, I don't know, being a little bit of PTSD from their first week, having Void, Bebe on the mm. team. um,
1: It's a little rough. But there again, like, I, I don't even know if Bebe's needed at this point. I remember that Ikenwald, DJ Jgon looked no. fantastic. They he looked look right on they side.
0: Never, they never did. They, they never, never needed did. him. I don't know why, he well, I do know why but he got I, played, because I think Moon's like, well, I signed an extra flex support. Might as well use. Might it. As well. <laughs> But um, he's trying to get his money worth. Sure. But um, but um, yeah, like no, they don't need him at all no. because DJ Gon's been able to play the Zen the whole time. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have like Lip looking obviously improved. You have the desynchronicity when it comes to like having Void feeling pressured to like practice both the Doomfist and the Sigma. Now he knows that he pretty much only needs to practice Sigma and maybe like, I don't think Moon's Azaria guide at this stage, but maybe just to be, you know, open to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that they're going to be concerned at all. I think that even, even on like the Midtown look, um, ooh, who was that against? Was that Philly? It might've been Philly. Who, they had him. Mid- who's playing who? uh shanghai played a midtown this week or last week last week who did they play spark mm. Spark midtown spark midtown i think that was like the the void sigma double not double hold but they played it on both points and it didn't look bad but you could tell lip did not look comfortable on no. sojourn at that point they were still lip running molly yet. so it's like they have improved baseline and you can still put in void who is a fantastic sigma i don't think they'll be concerned
0: you say still I running Molly. You meant Bay Bay. Bay Bay. Well, whatever. Forgettable flex supports at this point. Um, crazy, crazy take. But I actually, I almost want Philly to go. And the reason really? for that is because I've seen higher highs from Philly so far this year. And so if we're talking about like gambling on teams peaks, Hunger have of crazy high peaks and yeah. Philly's peaks have also been really fucking high Yeah, when they've been good. Mm hmm. Um, Whereas I, I think Chengdu are on the up, but I haven't seen those crazy peaks yet. Now, if they played a really clean game versus Soul and didn't see 9, then I'd be like, oh, bro, take yeah. Chengdu. 100% take Chengdu. In fact, we wouldn't even need to have this conversation because Chengdu would have one extra point. They'd see yes. cool points with Philly right now, and it'd be a completely different story. Yeah. And I remember saying at the time, I remember mm-hmm. casting that Soul-Chengdu game. I'm like, bro, them losing this is going to cost them a lot. You're going to come back to this one moment, like yep. weeks down the line, and be like, fuck, should have beaten Seoul. Was that think, three
1: I mean, C9s in, in the series? That was like was. multiple. I knew it at right. the
0: time. I knew it exactly at the time. I even fucking said it on broadcast yeah. that this result was going to haunt Chengdu. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that's a tough one. one. One for the history books. One to remember fondly. Funnily, but fondly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: What? It's like Philly losing to Valiant.
2: Do you think there's a. I don't know how the timeline pop, uh, works out. So there's yeah. one travel week, Why? right? Is there not? Is there not for like
0: a break NA. before?
2: Yeah, for NA. NA
0: have a uh, travel week, don't they not? I don't know. 19th? First game was on the 19th. Ah, okay. Yeah, there is. There is.
2: So is there theoretically a world where NA starts scrimming with APAC and
0: that moves the meta for everyone?
3: Mm, um, I think we're getting into like scrimming?
0: when do they start scrimming? Is the question because they yeah. you're not going to start scrimming until I would say days out from the actual event. Yeah, um, you know you'd you'd have at most like three days worth of scrimming APAC if you get to scrim them in or mm. if you get to scrim them. Sure. Um, I think both regions are dying to scrim each other though because you want oh, for you sure wanna, you want to expand your variety of teams that you can play for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I think some new ideas get injected, but I think, like, for esports as a whole, I think you you court coaches and analysts and staff members that are very opinionated and very bold in how they approach the game, and they have, like, very ingrained ideas. So I think you may change some opinions, but I don't think, like, you're going to drastically shift things. I think they example, are, like, cemented.
0: For example, I, I don't think London shifts really too much at all. Yeah, no. I think they know exactly how, what they're good at and what they're not good at, and they're going to keep you just gotta you just gotta fucking believe and they're just gonna keep doing it mm-hmm. um i'd like to see your team like dallas maybe change up a few things because that Lucio morris shit is not fun I <laughs> I like that. Um, ideally, Florida. They, ideally they look at shanghai and be like maybe we should play some of their stuff mm-hmm. so, um cool should, Talking about na already should we just move on to them what are the, what are the, some of the matchups? What are some of the ma- matches and some of the storylines from NA that you guys oh, think are important this past week?
1: I mean, the 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 biggest one to start the week is the Houston upset over Atlanta. I think that was just okay. absolutely unfounded. I don't think. Th- these are one of those the stats that I hope the the league produces where it's just like x amount of people predicted Houston to beat Atlanta because I really think it was like slim to none. Maybe some of, you know, Houston uh-huh. homers uh-huh. out here.
0: Gonna say you don't understand this, Houston, they, <laughs> of course, they they right or die. They're gonna, <laughs> but I think like there was like a clear
1: delineation like this, this, this is the team that should be winning. Atlanta is the team that should be winning. And in the way that they lost, it was, it was one for the ages. It was that was a roll the tape, let's point some fingers. That's a rewatcher. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch map five uh what didn't expect it to be a banger but it had me standing up had me screaming had me flailing my arms like a wacky inflatable flailing arm tube man uh it, that was a tilter i i wanted to smash my keyboard after seeing that one that was rough that one that, that's how killers broke his hand <laughs> <laughs> he was he came
0: here and punched my keyboard yeah yeah
1: Nah, that one that one nice. is... some
0: people some people call it the worst C9 of all time. No,
1: no. Which no. I Young don't agree with Young I'm Jin. Totally agree
0: with that. He's, no. he's he call, takes the like, cake. It's it's barely a C9 because they're all like, I don't know. It's like a it's like a C9 that's perfectly understandable. That's like an honest mistake. Yeah. Because like the fight goes for so long True. that the overtime wick, if you leave it at all, it just fucking yes, it's, instantly, fucking it's just gone. Whereas the Young Jin C9. It yeah, makes no goddamn sense, no sense because he literally walks away, right? It's 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 so yep. different. It is so astronomically yep. different. Yeah. In like, you know, it, the Youngjin C nine is is the most the most preventable C nine of all time. Yes. Whereas the Atlanta C nine, I can I feel for them and I can be like, yeah, I actually understand yeah. why that happened. It's Actually, yep. fully understandable. Yeah.
2: I think also just like the stars had to align the most crooked way for that That's, to happen. Yeah. Like. I think like that you can have some arguments whether or not certain members of of the team had to have been in the position that they were maybe you know not supporting uh point contention to the point that you should I also feel for Nero just like he started screaming being stun locked in the doom animation Mm -hmm. and he saw it coming and it was Mm -hmm. And then the like Hawk got very unlucky based on uh, his punch. He literally
1: hit a skill shot and died because he hit the skill shot. If you rewatch that, he punches the tracer and the tracer literally body blocks him over the well and he dies because he hit a skill shot. If he misses his skill shot, he is then rewarded. It's nuts.
2: Yeah, and it was very close. I, to him I, sticking I, I and personally
0: it think, <laughs> I personally think, punching over the well is fucking dangerous. It is. A, it is you know? a Yeah, it's, it, it's like, risky. As much as you're like, as much as we can say, like, oh, he he was he was uh, punished for hitting the skill shot, and like, well, you are punching over the well.
1: Yes, which <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, yeah, that's a risk. That's a, a little, fucking dangerous, risk. little dangerous. Little dangerous.
1: It's just it's just comical that like the way that everything had to pan out, he literally had to hit that. That that was one of the considering factors. Also, like the Nano Lucio to like stall point even longer. Like it it was it was a comedy of of both successes and failures all at the same time. You had you had Venom literally trying his pants off to get this team over the line. He's a 2v1 or he's in like multiple like low personnel scenarios trades up, gets them back in. Mm -hmm. I think they're up three people at the very end where the Lucio has to come in and touch for Houston. And then Atlanta just kind of like flail about for a little bit. Houston comes back and yeah, like you said, at that point, the the window of how close you need to be to that point is very, very short. So uh, one misposition, one positional error. And yeah, you are going to look very, very goofy. Uh, yeah. It's it's tough. I do feel for him, but that one was I don't was that came down to the wire. That was tough. And good one to rewatch. I, well, I got some um, some moth uh, flashbacks from the player camp. Mm-hmm. You know, like the utter oh. despair. <laughs> I wish, oh, I wish so bad that that game, I think Sojourn is great on land, don't get me wrong, but like, I think this week in general for NA, we had so many good moments that I wish we were in a a studio environment, like having Nero and Hawk screaming, point, 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 like touch, just in a studio environment would have heightened that so much more. The cams do a a very minimal job, but I, I think these are one of those moments that really, this week entirely for NA, would have really emboldened uh, galvanized uh, is probably the better word a lot of overwatch league fans on on why they love this game why esports is so cool because of these these very human moments where utter despair you look at the i mean the memes that have come out of this game are, are bonkers but we also don't get to see much from the houston side of things you look at the florida boston game which we'll get to you get to see that i wish we got to see more of that so i so badly i wish we were still in uh, a studio see environment what? Just like Florida popping off and and hugging each other and being so glad that they reverse sweeped in a, in a situation where Boston probably should have been ahead. You look at that last environment, not to completely jump ahead, but Valentine surviving and trading up in, in poor scenarios. He probably shouldn't even been there, but he makes the, the call. He makes the play. He's a little bit greedy, but it works out in theory, but then it doesn't. It's just. Uh, the utter despair on Boston, I think really gut wrenches people, but the, the, the jubilation, the glory that mayhem gets to kind of feel, um, because I feel like they were still in the playoff race. If not, I, I could be wrong. Um, but the reverse sweep the them just popping off someone flipping out and hugging. I just, that's, that's heartwarming at the very least. I think we would, we would do a lot of service to get some cameras in there and show this off to people. I think they'd love it.
0: So, um, do the right teams end up winning here? I think we all kind of felt like Atlanta probably should have won the series, yes, but yes. no I am kind of am I kind of okay with Houston winning that one too it's kind of it's good for uh, the competitiveness competitiveness mm-hmm. uh you can always make the argument that like if Atlanta was supposed to win, they could have won early and all this kind of stuff as sure, well sure. um Boston mayhem, I feel bad for Boston dude they look like they should have, uh, down. They 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 should have so won yeah I'm happy for mayhem to win, but like i'm I'm buying in on this Boston comeback, yes. And I'm buying in even though they got reverse swept, which is mm-hmm. crazy. But I just feel like Boston are so. They're definitely just on a major up and up. Yep. That uh, I don't know if it's going to result in anything because unless their stage three matches are, you know, good as far as scheduling goes, mm-hmm. we'll see. What do they got? They got Boston, London. Not Boston. They got Atlanta, London. They are Boston. Atlanta, London. Shock. that's pretty hard hard. uh toronto and vancouver so you Mm -hmm. know maybe like three kind of winnable games in there who knows
1: i think i think for boston fans uh and maybe even the team i hope they don't take this to heart i think they played absolutely out of their gourd i think victoria looked phenomenal i think valentine had a very clutch potential moment towards the end i think that back line is really figuring things out um it was a it was a it was a stylistic game, one that I thought they were very favored to win in, and I, I don't think you go home with your hang your 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 head hung low. I think this is this is a sign of things to come, like you're saying, Avril. This is this is improvement. This is really kind of coming into your own, finding some consistency. And yes, it sucks to be reverse web. I I hear you there, but this is a team is on the now.
0: Run. Who was is- I oh, think minerals leading the team now as far as uh, management goes. I was gonna say who's the new head coach. I'm like they didn't change coach, still Laurie. So okay, and they got and I think, they got a new pickup as well. I don't know if this is the time to bring seeker. up seeker or not.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'd be surprised. I, I I'm also not entirely really too seeker. sure in terms of like what his resume is, what he brings to the table. Um, and if if I'm gonna be a hindsight, you know, recency bias, Andy here. Uh, I think Victoria had a fucking lights out game, and I think Valentine's been like at least like pretty good most of the season. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this, this rotation works out. Boston, Boston are, are looking up They're They're stylistic. I think the way that they play it push like, is
0: interesting. It seems like they don't even really need to make pickups. Do they? Oh, no, uh,
1: I don't. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I mentioned as much last row. It's, it's confusing that like, we want to rework the entire thing where I think like, the approach that maybe you take with this team is slightly different. And I think you you provide a ton of results just being a little soft-handed. Whereas I think like a team like The Justice, I think you need to like make some serious changes. I don't think you need to do much in terms of roster quality for Boston. I think they've shown most of the well, season.
0: Maybe they look actually, I think they're just trying to gear up for a double hit scan. They try and this is the replacement for striker. They want to make sure they're solid for double hit fair. scan. That yeah. actually makes a lot of sense to me if we're looking at through that lens. hmm Um
1: I think they've got an interesting read on in the game and I and I expect that to be really apparent uh come stage 3. This stage is a little bit of a wash and that sucks and like huh.
0: yeah, you ready for the punker queen?
1: I mean, we'll see. Could be a punk <laughs> punk rissa.
0: No. The punk it's the punk hero guys, punker queen It's coming. <laughs> so.
1: Florida looking good though. Uh London continue to showcase uh both an incredibly potent style um but but showing a level of form that a a lot of teams are having some some difficulties with so um paris on the mend as well three two against toronto missed there on terms of predictions very close though very very narrow and i think again if you look at toronto and you look at paris that really should not be close um, but Paris is is making a comeback. They're they're really getting in there, and I think they're due for an upset. They're due for a win, and I I, I do believe that that team is going to start to become competitive. So I, I'm looking at NA's lower lower table, and I'm looking mm. and I'm a liking Vancouver on the mend, Boston on the mend, Justice. Uh, no comment. Uh, you know, it's and I mean no comment in the most like literal way, like because it's tough to read, but everybody's making moves everybody's improving and that's a good sign for the league so stage three with the will break yeah we got some things coming. i don't want
0: to i don't want to skip ahead too much because uh we we do have a preview episode that we yeah. normally do as well but justice versus vancouver i want to take this chance <sighs> to like dig in a little bit because i don't think we're going to spend time digging in during the yeah. preview episode when we kind of fly through the a little bit yeah but like what do we don't give me your pred, but like, give me your kind of rundown on like what the deal is here. Like, could it, this be- it
1: stops and makes you think? That's yeah. for damn sure. It stops and
0: makes you go, hmm.
1: Could it be? Is there a world?
0: First man? Is it their first one of the season coming up?
1: It or not? could be. It certainly could be. I wish I was a bolder man. I wish I saw something about Vancouver Pick that I'm like, ah, like, ah not, I'm a bolder man. I'm not a bolder man. Um, it. I need I need something from Vancouver, and I don't think the Zarya look that we saw early on in state, or week one of the midseason madness is it. Um, I'd love to see this team be a little bit more stylistic, and I think Depay has has some stuff cooking. Um,
0: the problem is, Vancouver have only won one map this entire stage. Yeah, Every game they played has been an 0-3, except for the one game versus Atlanta. It was yeah. a 1-3.
1: Which I, I mean, and I think
0: I think I already know every single community fan print is going to be yeah. in Vancouver over yeah. uh, justice. Um, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of all the hate that Atlanta got when they lost to London. I don't know what it is. It's teams losing to London getting a lot of hate. Uh, it's almost like teams. It's almost like people can't celebrate London being good without shitting on the team that London beats. It's kind of wild to me. Yeah, there's a lot of hate. That oh, to be fair, again, you know, I think Gator shit talked in that as well. So maybe people just didn't like Atlanta because of that. But I just find it like an interesting coincidence cool that uh, teams that lose to London are the ones that get all the hate. Anyway, my point is, um, we I, what was my point again? I'm just I just got sidetracked. I've sidetracked. We're, we're talking about
1: just as Vancouver. You know, could this be the one? Is oh, this yeah, the yeah, time okay. Vancouver I'm, comes
0: okay. in? And then what happens is everyone. Like, hate-preds Atlanta to lose versus... Yes. Did they play in a kickoff clash immediately? They played some team straight off the rip. Um uh, it was, take a look. It was Austin? Florida. Everyone okay. hate-preds Atlanta to lose to Florida because they just disliked Atlanta after mm. the whole London thing. Yeah. And then Atlanta won anyway. I think there's a very good chance, this is one of those situations again, where everyone yep. hate-preds Washington to lose and then Washington just wins anyway. <laughs> because you have to remember that Vancouver are still in... What's the record again? Zero, 0 and 11. And it was one to one in 15. There's still a one in 15 yeah. team so far this stage. Yep. So, I mean,
1: take that. Yeah, yeah this is not like a hate pred justice are a competitive team. The Vancouver Titans are barely in discussion for being an iota of a competitive team. Are they improving? 100%. You can't take that away from DePays working with this team, and you can see some very tangible improvements, even though it's hard to see this stage because of their strength of schedule, yeah. which is very, very difficult. However, it's if you, this is a justice victory.
0: If you looked at this from the perspective of, like, oh, it's a mid table team playing a bottom table team, then you would probably play the mid table team, right? Yeah. Like, for example, if this was Toronto, Mayhem, boston yep. playing against titans yep. you'd probably pred those teams and not the titans right mm. so logically it makes no sense to pred against the justice here unless you just fucking hate the justice which a lot of people do right now so probably they're just going to hate pred justice so i'll enjoy claiming <laughs> my free points for pretty the justice this time. It,
1: it is it is a free point game um i think those bold enough to like dive into And that's where it's like, okay, yeah, there are some flaws of the justice macro, right? Like if if we're going to just remove emotion from it. Yes, the justice have some holes. Yes, there are some issues with the justice. They are a little bit inconsistent. They have some questionable decision making when it comes to, you know, certain things for whatever X or Y reason. Is that something the Vancouver Titans can leverage and, and beat? That remains to be seen. That that is hard to see based on this schedule that they have the tools within them to topple the justice. I think it is going to be competitive. I think it is going to be a little bit closer than I think people expect. But justice should be getting this across the line. This is this should be clear.
0: This one could be like a met five even could be.
1: definitely could be justice. Are are on some shaky ground. They're part of the issue issue for me
0: for Vancouver is I find that they're how many times do they play Mirror over False recently? It's like almost all the time, right? Yeah, because False false realistically doesn't even really play that many maps compared to so. Mirror, and Mirror only plays the Doom, correct? Like he comes in just plays the Doom.
1: Pretty, yeah. That and
0: like I think uh, Vancouver, that's it, yeah. Vancouver in a way right now is like a mini Atlanta or a mini Outlaws. Yep. Um, but. They don't have the flexibility that Hawk has to move between both Sigma and Doom, which is yep. ideal that if you could combine false and Mirror into one person, you would get Hawk.,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but they don't have Hawk, so yep. you you've basically got your own Dante. you've got Dante at home on yep. the Vancouver Titans um on that doom fist, and I think that makes this thing very readable and pretty mm-hmm. like one dimensional I, I I say this about all the doom teams. I even said this about New York on platch. Yeah. It's like I think because um, because New York are like now a Doom one trick team for just basically saying, All yeah. right, Kellen, you're just gonna play Doom now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's gonna be enough, but for some teams, you just gotta play to your strengths. I respect the DP for like being like, you know what? We have Mirror, he plays Doom, he plays Doom well, we're just gonna rely on this. Yep. we're gonna you wanna use Outlaws and Rain as, you know, examples of how we should be playing. They're doing well reasonably, they're within the top six. Let's mm-hmm. just do them and maybe we get some dubs here um, i would i would say just as a favorite here like as crazy as it sounds i also wouldn't be super surprised if vancouver did win i don't know what the mental the justice players are, are at i don't know if they're feeling really down from the london loss are they checked out you know these things always play a factor as well yep yep i feel like the problem is
2: if you look at the results that titans have had They've been mm-hmm. slowly inching up and proving a level where the Washington Justice is feasibly beatable, right? Yeah. Just look yeah. at the results. Uh, I'm... And it feels, like, very important for the Justice to win this
1: one as well. Yes, I mean, that this would be... I mean, you will not hear the end of it, partially from me. Like, this is a winnable game. You should not be losing this. This yeah. is not losing, like... This is close. Yeah, they're, they're it's gonna be tough to put the Vancouver Titans away, especially if like Aspire and Shockwave are having a day. Yeah. You know, they're not a they're they won't. not they're not an 0 11 team. Unfortunately, that's their record. But yeah, you can't lose this. This here's, is here's
0: the thing. Here's here's the overall like sentiment from me over the justice in their last in their last game and their upcoming game, is that losing to London was not out of the question. No. I yeah. actually feel like London probably should have won. Should have won. But losing to Vancouver feels a lot more out of the question the terms that like Okay, you are a mid table team justice. Yep. You should not be losing to a bottom team. Yep. Yeah. Right now. So I feel like losing to London's not a big deal, but losing to Vancouver does feel like a big deal. Yep. Yeah. Even though even though you could say like factually losing to London's a big deal in terms of qualifying, I get that. But like if we remove that from the equation, just talk about each mm-hmm. game in a vacuum, then this one's like a bigger deal because Vancouver are a far weaker team than than London, definitely as far as standings goes, but yeah, just everything across the board, right? So I mean, yeah, I don't want to I downplay mean, Vancouver too much because I agree, DP has done God's work on this yeah. team so far, despite them only getting one map. But yeah,
1: it's a tough schedule, and and this is this is like a must-win for the mentals for justice. Like, you, this is this is going to be a very difficult break if you give the Vancouver Titans their first win. That is going to sting, and that is going to hurt for the remainder of the season. That cannot happen.
0: I'll tell you what, they have a full, you know, however many weeks of break while everyone else goes to Hawaii. Yeah. Hey, if anyone on the on the Washington Justice wants to take a mental holiday, a mental vacation a la OG from last year, sure. go ahead. I well. ahead take a mental vacations. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's probably best in the long run to as much as I think players and coaches want to just keep grinding. This is the perfect opportunity to get ahead of everybody.
0: There's there's you know ways to approach this. There's got ways to, this. to say. I say. I have an extremely cursed comment to make. Okay, is that Washington Justice should just take a mental vacation in Hawaii, so everyone else is competing and they're just enjoying the beach,
3: <sighs> uh, and
0: that is that is cursed because like on one hand you're you're having fun and you're just like having holiday. Sure. On the other hand, you're right there where everyone else is playing where you think you where you. you Hawaii, yeah. Be. And you're fucking in full depression mode because you're of the it.
1: the, co- the <laughs> ghost of Christmas past looking in through the window. Like seeing...
0: you like the person who wasn't invited to the party and you just yeah. kind of come along anyway. He's like, hey, you're I in the neighborhood. In? Yep. Oh, it's just, oh, I was just in the neighborhood. Can I drop by? <laughs> <to die?" Like, laughs> that,
1: that is some mental warfare from the coaching side, the staff side of things to like really light a fire. And boy, how do would you light it? Um, Yeah, no, I think there's ways to approach these breaks that I think uh, it's not as cut and dry as I think a lot of people make it out to see. So, just as have got some pressure on them.
0: Tell you what, last year, players that missed Hawaii would just be spamming ranked. This year, uh, I don't know what they're spamming. (laughs) They can't spam much. Aim Labs, labs, apparently, I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's probably for the best. I hate to to tell this to you guys, Uh, you know, staff, whatever. Like... You got to you got to slow down. You got to you got to take a, a step back to move forward sometimes. And I think, you know, the mentals are a, an untapped aspect of this game that not a lot of people are paying attention to. So, be mindful of this. Be mindful I, of that.
2: I believe also that and I'm not 100% on this. This was an idea floated that I asked about was that the new patch mm-hmm. would only be available uh closer to I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's how they did the the they kicked off the watch patch. No, sorry, that was directly put into play. Like the the thing is, like you know, like the beta will eventually go down, and that will be before uh, the the break begin, uh, or in the middle of the break, anyway, right? And then you will still have like a patch development, and So whatever balance changes are coming out and make it into Overwatch League will eventually be put live for Stage 3. But I believe the idea is to delay that to a later point than the start of the break. So, you know, technically they are diminishing returns to your ability to practice because you're not practicing on the actual patch. Similar to how we did it last year with uh, Hero Pools only being announced in the second week of the break after each tournament.
1: Giving teams an actual like you have nothing to do, so you have to take a break. Unfortunately, that's the case. But yeah,
2: and I'm not sure if that's something that they did. Or they couldn't do it between kickoff
1: clash and uh. I'm pretty certain it's a to a lower degree, but there was a gap in terms of patch updating. That I, I spoke to Mobugi, former assistant coach of Paris, and he mentioned as much that there was a gap in terms of the patching. So yes, that, but not know, as didn't long. Go, yeah, not, yes, as not as long. It's 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 fractional. Because they needed them to, uh, to test the, the patch uh, for competitive yeah, feasibility. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mid-season break is definitely going to be a lot longer, but I got it. similar
0: uh, rules. Of Washington play. can just pick up more boogie. Oh wait, no, he's going to <sighs> do military. He's in the military. <laughs>
1: Damn, nice guy though. Appreciate you know speaking to him, and his English is quite good, so.
0: All right, any any any. We're gonna wrap up. Any final things you want to bring up? Uh, anything across the board that did we miss anything? Any, any game? Any game or team you feel like we should have talked about that we didn't yet?
1: Um, I I will say, New York is a Doom One Trick team, but that backline got a whole lot more interesting for me. Gong Nan Jin coming into zone, absolutely nutting on main uh the the bap look into dallas's lucio moira is interesting i thought that that was a clever way to to catch the 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 proactivity from dallas um seemed to work all right a little weird but seemed to work um and yeah i'm 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 interested to see what new york looks like come week four um obviously we're going to get into that and come the preds but not a team, you know. I, I think I'm sensing. I'm hearing some some breaths of life. I think I'm seeing some sparks fly. So hopefully, uh, we get some good games out of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I sense a bit of. You know what? I, I respect New York for for finding answers or attempting yeah. to find answers. But um, right now, there's there's definitely a sense of desperation here, where it's like, you oh, know yeah. what? We're gonna force the echo. Mm. Kellen's only gonna play doom. Yeah. And we're just gonna fucking hope for the best. They just make it work. Just Mm. fucking make it work. Slam that square peg in. It's not that square because Doom is fairly meta still. But um Don't know what happens next patch though.
1: Boy, do I don't know what New York looks like next patch. There's a few teams that we don't know what they look like. Houston being one of them as well. Like, I don't know what y'all do. All right. Can't be good though.
0: Uh so we'll see. What's New York's next game? Who do they play? New
1: York plays the Houston Outlaws to open the day.
0: Yes. And Boston. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. So not completely unheard of. <laughs> Could be something games. there. I'm going to get a literal Doom match up here. Dante <laughs> versus Kellen. That'll be fun. Alrighty. We're going to head out now as we yes. get ready for the pre show. So thank you for tuning in to 245. See you very shortly for 246.